0: Hey. Right. I told my teacher Dumb bitch, I'm gonna get the project living down spoke it what's up guys this is Andy Priella and this is the show for the realists say goodbye to the lies the fakeness and delusions of society and welcome to motherfucking reality Guys, I know it's been a minute since we had a show. But we actually do stuff in real life besides just podcasts. And sometimes, you know, certain people that host the podcast, uh, they go on vacations and watch <laughs> movies and hang out. So, they, you know, they can't make the drive to be on the show. <laughs> right. So we, you know, we just put it on hold because certain people are very important. Speaking of important people who I may or may not be discussing, Vaughn. The pastor of disaster, DJ DJ God, otherwise known as, what are you known as today?
1: Uh, I like the Impaler. Yeah. Oh, like on the Impaler. That's I, the one I like he likes it. That's the, the classic. He does. Yeah, yeah, that's the classic. Yep. And as know?
0: always, too, we have Sal here in the third seat. Um, it's really shitty out today. It's snowing, sleeting. And you made the drive, dude.
1: The weather is indeed bleak, but you know what? My outlook on life is very bright. It is. You know how I know that? Did
0: you write that down before we started?
1: No, but... Are you sure? I'll tell you what I did write down, is that I'm feeling so optimistic about two, 2020, I've been taking a good, hard look at the uh, brand new Camrys. Oh, yeah. shit. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, shit. Hey, that
2: new Camry is pretty badass. I'm it is. Lie. It I don't gonna lie. They make like an SE version. I saw one the other day. It was white. With a black top. I saw that.
0: It looked good. It was fucking sharp, man. I know. know.
2: They're actually starting to make them cooler because I wrote
0: them a letter and I said, um, hey, I got this podcast it's based around like cool stuff and i got this dude who like loves your cars can you (laughs) please make them nicer (laughs) yeah i'll bet it was
1: successful (laughs) yeah i'll get i'll get the impaler version it'll be like tricked out yeah yeah i don't even know what it would look like tricked out
2: you love this impaler thing we talked about hotel sex one time and now you fucking think you're (laughs) the impaler well i tell you (laughs) i thought
1: thought about actually having uh uh, what are those called uh custom license vasectomy custom license Custom license Your personalized plate? Yeah. plate, yeah, yeah, personalized plate. Yeah, yeah. I like those. Because I'm pretty sure there's nobody else in Kansas who has an Impaler plate. But now that I said it, they'll probably. <laughs> so, dude,
0: what? So that's just weird. So in Kansas, you're gonna drive around in Kansas, yeah, and everybody knows you as the pastor slash ex pastor, right? Spiritual guidance, yeah. She- what do you uh, uh, what do they call that? A shepherd. Shepherd, you're a spiritual shepherd, right? Right. Yeah. Um, you're walk around. You're driving around with a hot new Camry with Impaler plates. Well, People you know it's the it, wrong it, idea, it, bro. It,
1: well, it,
2: maybe, but it's it's uh, you know it's an opportunity. Kind of like if I had a van and the side of it said "free candy." Like- <laughs> uh, I think Vaughn's Impaler Camry comes with a, a, a free black casting
1: couch. Does you it? know what I mean? Like that's <laughs> the upgrade. <laughs> no, well, you know it it. it I, you left me speechless. I don't know what to say after that. Uh, we don't that, need but, to be yeah. speechless
2: because we can look at your wallet. Is this a George Costanza special here? Oh, this is
1: definitely a George. Yeah, and you aren't the first Bro. person to say this. And well, this is actually maybe you should mild. Take, take hey, the you hint.
0: know that
2: fuck up. You got one
0: just these like are, that, By the dude. way, these are, are, these are all
1: the receipts that I have Bro, not yet submitted for wallet, reimbursement.
2: Your wallet's the same as that. Yeah. Madot, yeah. go get my wallet out of my truck. It's right by my knee. Oh, no, boy. Yeah, we're going to get a real life fucking look at it. Then you fucking fixed
0: it. because. Not even a week ago. Not even a week ago. I was in his office and I fucking held this yeah. thing up and I looked at it and I said, "Bro, this will fuck up your back. You sit on this wallet all day." Yeah. So and, you. Yeah. Must well, have, I never sit mine, on my wallet. So now really he's good trying to that.
2: flex like he fucking has a clean. <laughs> no, no, wallet. no, no, no. Mine is mine is thick in nature. But mine does not have shit hanging out no. of it like this. No, I mean that I, is an and, and unorganized. This, and I
1: have to say this is this is mild because half the time it's double this. Do but, I see a list? But, but I gotta tell you, I, I got pretty much business. all the receipts from the MFCO winter contest that I still have not submitted yet. But you know, it oh, so, is, so you're that guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, pretty okay, much. What are you
2: laughing at? You used to be yeah. that motherfucker too. Tyler would sit submit a receipt to me. This is like four years ago. It'd be like Hey, uh, do you remember that one time we had a drink and we were in New York City it was August of fucking 2017? Wow. Here's this receipt As if I would ever re- 2695. <laughs> and I'll so like, I, I didn't even know if you were in fucking New York, and you were probably blacked out anyway. Two hey, stories. Let's, let's
0: be real. We've all been in that place where we're like, fuck, dude, we need like I need like 10 bucks.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. You this... start getting real resourceful, dude. Dude, I watched last night, I watched uh rewatched Pursuit of Happiness. Yeah. Oh, good. It is a good movie. I mean, it is yeah. It's fucking awesome. I mean, yeah. it's it's like heart wrenching. True in a story. Sense. True uh, story. I'm dude, sure. They, I have a hard time watching that movie. Yeah, it, they played. I mean, yeah. it, I'm sure they played pieces of it up for that sense. But when the the CEO of the of um, uh, forget the brokerage firm that he worked for, Morgan Stanley or whatever, Dean Ritter asked him for five bucks, and he only you know, and he was in that struggle, and he only had like seven in his wallet. I mean, those
0: moments in life are real. Bro, you know, that's why I have a hard, I have a real hard time watching it. Yeah, I don't like it. I mean, I know it's a great movie and all that, but like. It really kind of hits home, fuck man.
2: Yeah, it it is, especially when
0: it hits home in a way I don't want to be
2: go back to when his wife yeah. when his wife walked out. Oh, that's on him a and big fucking wallet, bro. That's a bad motherfucking wallet. No. Is what that is. That but is. look, it is organized. No, see, it is clearly organized.
0: Yeah, Give me that. that's impressive. This is how this is how a wallet's supposed to look. See, nice that, that's clean not my wallet My wallet looks like their fucking <laughs> <market> wallet. <Yeah. laughs>
1: I tell you, I had a uh, back in the. 80s i had a stonewashed stonewashed stone jeans wallet you know like the, made out of stonewashed wait jeans. hold on hold on dave is that real gucci or is that like Fuji? your cousin
0: your cousin said it over <laughs> you get that on that street up there what is it deval street or something up there in fucking new york city it's real it's just not officially licensed you got the hookup bro you need to fucking we need to talk some business
1: that's funny uh, well i tell you uh one of the things i you know I sound like a broken record, but being back in Manhattan, one of the things that's kind of interesting is you know, some people you see for the first time in years and it's super, super awkward. And then sometimes you see the for the first time in years and it's and it's like you just pick up right away. Yeah right. Yeah. And uh it's I feel like lately, like the last week it's been just really awkward, you know, like you see somebody in the well, like Bro, that's oh. why
0: you're supposed to wear pants in
1: public. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. No, but it's it's uh I mean, I would say the vast majority of people are pretty awesome, but every now and then you run into some I am running into people who are like, "So, what do you been doing for 7 years in St. Louis?" And I try to explain to them the last 7 you didn't years. You telling me sling a crap? <laughs> yeah, right. And uh so <laughs> the, the trap got too hot, <laughs> son, right. I had to <laughs> fucking move yeah. back to Kansas. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but it, it, what's funny is that I'm I was reminded being back in uh you know, place where I've lived for so long. I was reminded of this kid that I knew growing up. And I don't know if you guys have had people like this in your life. They're so incredibly truthful in what they say. They just make things awkward. Oh, dude.
0: You know, who I know who's like, we, we have a friend that's like that. He was here yesterday.
2: Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. So this guy, literally in high school, he would literally you know come. know I'm to, talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. In, in high school, this guy would come up to yes, me. I know you're talking And he about. would say like, he'd be like, oh, man. Your your acne is looking pretty bad today. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We all and know a guy like yeah. that. Yeah, and you're like,
2: and I'm like, Fuck
1: and
0: you. the thing yeah, is, and not only that, <laughs> right. When you fucking do it back to him, they get their fucking uh, feelings hurt.
2: Oh uh, well, you yeah. Know, I you what know, is that? There are a few people I've I've handed tampons to.
0: Yeah, but but dude, like <laughs> I always address people kind of like how they address me. Like if you're very, you know, you kind of got to get the temperature right. You know, like this is a key to being good with people. Like you got to have sensory acuity. You right. got to know. Where they're at. And one of the things that... What?
2: No. Oh. That was the action. Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> like, dude, it, one of the one of the things that people don't understand is they try to, uh, you know, go in and, and, and not feel what the other person's feeling or how they are, and it mm-hmm. ends up being weird as shit. Right. Like, you know, like... So I always give it back whenever people do that to me. I just give it right back. I like, just say, hey, Andy... Bro, you put on fucking little Wastes last time I saw you. I said, Yeah, well, you don't, you kind of look like shit, too, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah.
2: They don't like that shit. Right.
1: Yeah. What's, what was really funny he's a dick. Yeah. Uh, bro, well, it, all, just it just always does, comes back. No, like that, I just though. threw the revolving well, door method on you. <laughs> that's right. Well, I, uh, what was cool about this guy, though, and I kind of had this moment of this epiphany about this dude. His name was Joel. Is that one day he came into work. well, it's actually, we were all playing, I don't know, we were playing like, uh,
3: Tommy Soccer sticks. or something
1: like that. But he, all of a sudden, he looks at me. He's like, because I was wearing shorts, he was, he's like, dude, you have kind of powerful looking legs. And I'm, (laughs) you know, it's a little (laughs) awkward because he said, but but here's what, here's what kind of, here's what kind of dawned on me.
2: Yeah, we, we, he's telling
1: the truth. Like he's being honest. Like he's always so honest.
0: He must be telling the truth here. I have this problem every day when I walk into this building, (laughs) I
2: got my dad over here. That's true. He's like, bro, you're looking pimp. I'm like.
0: That's an honest guy.
2: Yeah, so it's a problem. Vaughn, it seems it seems to me that you know I I just watched the Aaron Hernandez documentary, and about I don't know twenty minutes in, his buddy is talking about,
0: oh my god, him, him
2: and Aaron Hernandez. You know, we used to do like you know what all guys did. You know, we were young, we were sexual. You know, we couldn't have girls over to the house, so we, you know, we experienced with each other. We wait, jerked wait, wait. each other First off. First of
0: all, let's just set the record straight because I watched that too. That is not what all guys do. No, <laughs> no. like no. I never once looked at any of my friends and said, "Hey, I'll jerk you off." You jerk me off, <laughs> dude. <laughs> hey, there's no girls here, dude, so. Dude, some awkward ass <laughs> whatever, situations <laughs> whatever, ain't what, ever
2: been put on the whatever table. Whatever
0: the fuck that guy said, it definitely either he really believes that or he said it totally wrong. Because when he said it, because dude, you, I, I don't know if I watched it or you watched it. But first, and when we were talking about it, the whole first thing that came up was, like, this point. (laughs) Because I remember watching it, and I'm like, no, that's wrong. (laughs) That is not right. I literally, I looked at my wife, and I'm like... I'm not judging. I'm not saying that fucking dudes, that's fine, that's what we want to do, but, like... (laughs) That ain't, well, I'm that's judging because he said we all did it. I
2: didn't do that <laughs> yeah, shit. I played like, a lot of sports, man. Yeah. Well, <laughs> dude, I'm that?
0: sitting there with fucking Emily, and like I'm like watching. It, and I hear <laughs> her say that, and I look over her. She's looking at me. Yeah, yeah right. Like, no, no, <laughs>
2: not all no. guys did no, that, no. bro. No, like, like I might have spent a little extra time in my buddy's shower. You know what I'm saying? But I certainly didn't fucking that's say, "Hey, a man,
0: we're weird." We explain.
2: Well, I mean listen, you know, when you're that age and you're going through, you know, you might have to have a little sexy time in a shower with yourself. Oh, but you yeah. ain't doing it with another motherfucking yeah. dude.
0: Don't ever use soap, dude. Soap no. gets down in the pee hole and when you get to the, <laughs> then you when you pee for the next like three days, it burns real bad. Andrew, that's not soap, buddy. That's uh... That's fucking no. <laughs> I got a story about that too, motherfucker. <laughs> But dude, I'm gonna tell you, don't ever Vaughn is so
2: confusing right now. No. Look at him, he's like, What is any, going on?
0: Any dude out there that's used shampoo in the shower in the alternative way that you could use shampoo in the shower regretted it. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> true or not true. Duh, see? No regrets, bro. That's right.
2: We got one honest motherfucker here.
1: So that's in the that's actually in the documentary. That's in it, Vaughn.
2: And after your little that's fucking little- story there about nice legs started me thinking about <laughs> short shorts and nice legs. Were you part of that camp?
1: Uh, no, I was. Did not. Did you grow that, up in Connecticut that, by chance? That is outside. Did my you know experience. where Connecticut is? I did not. Oh. I did not. But so I've anyway, heard that. So I've heard that's a really fascinating uh, by, or a documentary. It's oh, hard. It's hard it, to watch. It was actually pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I, you thought
0: it was hard to watch?
3: It just. <laughs> From a personal standpoint Because I am I am a follower of the Patriots And okay, I did admire him Breaking news there bro. No, no, no
0: I am a I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa here it
3: comes <laughs> No, motherfucker <laughs> No, dude, it was just hard to watch Someone who had the world at their fingertips yeah. And they just It's like, why the fuck are you doing this? Look,
0: it goes to show you, dude it, That's bred into people Yeah It's like, it's the culture they grew up A lot of these young men They don't know how to uh... Dude, you gotta remember Like these athletes, they are fucking. They're looked at like a stock. Like they're not looked at as people, even at that level, college level. It's it's. They're looked at as all right. How, how do much we money keep... can I make on this? Well, guy? I would right. say
3: more no. so in football too.
0: Yeah, but how can we no. leverage this guy's skill set to win games so that we could get paid and make more money? And there is not enough guidance that's going on for these young men in in that sport, especially that sport, like Tyler just said. Because, dude, you have these guys who come off the streets for real, not like on Instagram, the streets, like every other motherfucker. I'm talking about, like, straight up right. people mm. who are running with the wrong crews. They're doing real crime. And that's how they grew up, dude. So you take them and you give them fucking $40 million like he got. Now you, you've you just amplified it's like what we always said on the MSCO project. Money doesn't change you. It amplifies what you mm-hmm. are. It's a you megaphone. Know, it does change how people look at you, though. But <clears throat> that's neither here nor there. But the point is, you know, there needs to be a better effort to fucking, dude. Now, we both agree there is evil people. Mm-hmm. You cannot fix them. Mm-hmm. And I actually think this dude was probably one of those dudes. So I'm not, like, sympathizing with this particular person. But it doesn't seem like there was much of an effort made to even try and, like, get this dude on the right track. Mm -hmm. You know, and now Mm -hmm. people are dead because of it. Yeah. You know, and I, I, you know, I think that's a real, that's a real situation. You know, they have the NFL Rookie Symposium. These guys are coming in. They're getting fucking drafted. They don't really teach them shit. Mm -hmm. You know, it's basically this kind of shit. um, When you walk through the hotel, there's going to be a group of girls there. Don't fuck those girls. That's basically what the symposium is.
2: They're they're teaching how not to get in big trouble. Yeah.
0: You know what I mean? They teach them how to keep them. No, what they're teaching them is how to fucking be able to still play football. Yeah, right. Instead of
2: actually teaching them how to invest in themselves.
0: How to Mm -hmm. how to be men. You know, and it's sad, dude, because like a lot of these guys, you know, they get out of the NFL. We see it, the 30 for 30s, about dudes that had the world and now they're fucking destitute. There's the uh, basketball player right now that's going around. um, Delonte West. Delonte Delonte West, West, where, dude, he's fucking homeless. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, How can this man be involved in making all these other people so much money and he made all this money and none of these motherfuckers are even offering to help him? Mm -hmm. That's bullshit. Mm -hmm. And if that doesn't show you... So a lot of people bitch about how much athletes are paid no they're they're underpaid in my opinion they generate all this money for all these fucking older men and older women who know how to run businesses they're generating all like dude how, when was the la- like you like to say this when was the last time a hundred thousand people showed up to watch you work yeah. Never. It's a big fucking deal.
2: That's right. Yeah. So, you By know, the way, I totally ripped that off from the program, but half the audience probably never seen the movie The Program. Oh, but shame it's fucking, on them. But <laughs> it's the truth, you <laughs> yeah. know what I'm saying? like, I mean, specifically, you want to talk about like major league sports, but look at collegiate sports. I mean, that's a fucking rat hole. I mean, I was in that rat hole, but that's a bullshit deal. I mean, these, these colleges are Well, they are just now changed it, so they can get some money now, I think, right? I don't know, Yeah, but I, they should. I, I, I think mean, in California, they get paid now. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's a, you know... like Or they I, get something, I always thought, man, you know, because it would be hard to give a – you know, if you can't give a college uh, student-athlete money, like, why wouldn't they invest in their retirement? Like, they should put them No, it should s- be a trust. You yeah. get it when you're 50 fucking years 50. Old. That's
0: right. That's right. We're or gonna... you get it when you're 40, or you get – or, like, dude, they could scale it. Like, if you get to this income outside of sports by the time you're 30, like, you could scale it so it can responsibly teach them how to – Right so like dude like you take a guy who's 19 years old you give him 40 fucking million Dollars or whatever 100 million Now for a lot of these motherfuckers And you say all right You earned an extra 70 million dollars through your college performance Or 30 million dollars or whatever You could get that at age uh, At let's say Five years post retirement Of your job If you hit certain financial Goals based upon what you make, and what you're, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Dude, you could develop a scaled system numerically that these got to teach these guys to operate a certain way in life. Like, dude, if you don't have any crimes, if you don't have any this, if you don't have any that, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it, there could be a system,
2: but it's just not, nobody fucking cares. I just think yeah. it's, well, yeah, because they're pawns. I That's just think right. it. I think it's bullshit, you know, I mean, you could sell their jerseys. You can sell now. You can sell alcohol at the stadiums. You can sell all the shit, all the tailgate. You can do the university gets. Think of the all. I mean, do just. But I agree. University of Alabama, right? Think well, how many. Now, I agree. They shouldn't give them the money. No, no, no. They should not. They ruin them. They should invest them. it in. Them That's right. For their for their for their savings for their life that they can pass on to their kids so that they don't end up homeless. That's right. But I mean, you think about just the University of Alabama. Think how many fucking towels and pop up tents and cups and mugs and koozies. All that bullshit they get licensing fees on, and it's because those kids are out there busting their fucking dicks off the dirt, and they've been doing it since they were fucking four, five, six years old. And they grew up. A lot of those kids grew up with nothing. And here's these all these fuck. Everybody else gets to fucking profit off that it. That's right. dog shit. That so dog just shit. to
3: clarify, Andy, it was signed. A bill was signed in California in 2019, September. Yeah. It doesn't take effect until 2023. What's the bill? The bill is uh, under. They could get paid under new California law. Uh, they signed a bill to allow college athletes to hire agents and make money from endorsements. And it says, this: the measure, the first of its kind, threatens the business model of college sports.
2: Oh, Dan, NCAA is yeah. crooked as fuck, man. I'm telling you right now. You can, first of all, you don't get paid shit to, do an athlete. You, to be an athlete in college. You don't get paid shit. You don't, they pay for your – everybody's like, oh, you get free school, you get free this –
3: Free yeah, food here and there.
2: Not really. You know what I mean? Like, dude, I've traveled on a fucking shit ass, but now, granted, I love
3: doing no, it. No, people
0: so.
2: think it's, it's fucking like this, it is luxury
0: awesome thing. You go to fucking Alabama. Yeah. But you go to fucking Southern Illinois,
2: like you went. Yeah, like- It's I a little mean, bit different of a thing. Dude, you know, and and you're, you're generating all this revenue. Right. And they they could have a revenue share. You know what I mean? It could go throughout all NCAA, and it doesn't have to be- Dude, there's just a lot of ways to fix the problem. The truth of
0: the matter is, none of the fuckers in charge want to fix it. Fuck no. That bill, that ain't going to fix shit.
3: Right.
1: So, two things. One is that I did read that uh, Delonte West's college... Teammate Jameer Nelson is trying to organize some help for him, so that's kind of that's kind of cool. And I don't know if Jameer ended up playing uh, NBA, but to your point, yeah. But I'm just saying yeah.
0: he played fucking NBA. The guy was a fucking stud. No, I agreed. And he's played with all these other players who who still have you know like you guys can't fucking you guys can't like give this you know or, or set up a you can't take five hundred grand of your right. fucking hundred million dollars and set up this dude's life for him and teach him how to get back on his fucking feet. Right.
1: Absolutely. Like,
0: fuck, man.
1: But also to your point, um, I don't know if you guys ever saw the uh, – I know you, neither of you are real big NBA fans, but uh, did you ever see the uh, documentary on uh, Allen Iverson? No, I never saw okay, it. Okay. So, uh, talk about practice. Right, we talk about practice. Well, uh, so there's this really cool aspect of his life that just kind of to your point about why don't we have more people who are watching out for these guys and teaching them how to do things. Well, he had a guy, an older gentleman in his life at the time – who who basically I don't know what like official role he played in his life but he basically borderline forced Iverson to do this but he set up a, a basically a trust fund for him and he he gets a certain amount every year and he doesn't actually control it until he's I think it's 45 years old and in the documentary Allen Iverson basically said like if it wasn't for that guy like forcing this on me like I get a certain amount every month he's like I'd be, I'd be broke. No shit. I'd be literally be broke. And he said, but somebody cared enough, an older gentleman cared enough to look at me and say, this guy doesn't know anything about anything, right. so I'm going to come alongside well, and him and I'm going to teach him.
0: Vaughn, is that these fucking guys who pretend to care are really just trying to steal motherfuckers' money. Right, right. That, that
2: Dude, that's yeah. that whole fucking game.
0: Dude, you know these mean? dudes come at him, oh, I got this business idea, I got this, look, they got this you want to invest in, I got that, I got th- dude. These kids don't know shit about business. They don't fucking
3: shit. Did you watch the show Ballers?
2: It's awesome. No.
0: Dude, it's, it's a great awesome. It's a
3: great representation of exactly what you're saying.
0: Yeah. It's, it's a fucking game to take the money from them
2: and put it in your pocket. You would like it. It's, it's got the rock in it. It's fucking good. He's good, man. It's a good,
1: it's, it's a, a great I, show. It's one of my favorite things he's ever it, done. What's, what is it on? HBO. Well, it's not is on it anymore. Like on right? demand or something? Or? Yeah, it's on, yeah. on demand. But it's not on anymore, right? It, it, no, it, it is. was they just had a re- oh, really? They just had the but last I'll, season, I'll, but it's to, still on To there.
2: your point, like, you know, I mean, that's like a fatherly figure to Alan. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, my, my kids' irrevocable trust is set up the same way from 25 to 30. Like, they can only match the money that they're making. And then half of it's got to go to real estate and the other half's got to go to travel. You know right. what I mean? So, like, right. I set it up to where they can't even touch a motherfucker if they want to. Fuck right. off. Right. That's it. Fuck off. This is the way I want it. That's the way it's going to be. You ain't going to blow it. Right. You know, and so having somebody who's going to teach a 21 Dude, year old even kid those that, kids
0: and parents and those kids, brothers and they sisters, don't know, they don't know either. So, like, these guys get they get a fi- let's say they get a five million dollar signing bonus. Those motherfuckers think it's a one hundred million dollars. They go out and they buy Bentleys and they buy Rolls Royce and they buy everybody they know a fucking house. And in two weeks.
2: They got a million bucks left, and they're fucking like, oh, shit. Well, I can tell you this from being inside that locker room, man, because in, the, in baseball, the top two round picks, I mean, the money when, whenever we were there, the, the first round guys get between a million and a million five. Now it's like four million to five million, <laughs> but million, million five. Round two, they would get somewhere between 600000 and 900000 bucks But when you would pull up to spring training, and you would always see the first top five picks, cars mm-hmm. in the parking lot. And you know, at the time you thought it was a ton of fucking money. I mean, dude yeah. that dude you're like you look in a locker room yeah, like, has got a million and a
0: half dollars. Yeah, but back then those motherfuckers were buying fifty thousand dollar escalades. Yeah, and putting twenty twos on. Yeah, them. that's right. Yeah. Now they're buying fucking Rolls Royce Cullinans. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. but like it's a dip the, the 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 fucking level of well, the scale's the same the baller right. scale for these athletes has gone way
2: the fuck up. Like most of the athletes can't live the way that they fucking Project that life. Well, I think in my brain, though, too. You know, at the time when you're 21, 22 years old, and these are your friends, you think, "Oh man, that kid's rich. He got 1.3 million bucks." Well, all right, government's got fucking half. Now, like looking at it in a sense, well, he spent 100 grand on a car, so he's so he's got 700 grand. Just spent 100 on a car, 300 on a house. He's got 300 grand left. Now what? Right. I know. You know what I mean. Now that, what? Yeah. Now his family. I don't comes think people after.
1: realize this is something we've talked about before, especially on the MFCO project. But I don't think people realize that no matter what your income is no like bad spending is always going to eclipse your income so oh, if you yeah. if you bad habits yeah like if you if you make $40,000 a year and and have the habit of living over your means you're going to do it at $400 million a that's year right. that's it it's just it's it's relative but
2: I, the best book that i recommend to every young kid that comes in here i bought i bet you i bought this guy fucking i, I probably paid for this guy's fucking house myself <laughs> it's a, seriously, it's a book that I read. And it was one of the first books I read. First book I ever read about money. It was about 21, 22 years old. It's called The Automatic Millionaire. Mm. And it talks about paying yourself first, the principles of setting yourself up. And if you can have established that guideline at 40000 and you live by these principles investing in yourself, over time, as you scale your money, your percentages are still the same. So that, your investment that, that, to life. That's the whole key. It's the, that's what people don't understand. long game. Well, dude, and that's, dude, I get
0: that shit a lot. Like people look at my life and they're like, Fuck, dude, he's spending all that money. No, I'm fucking abiding by my rule that I've always abide by. You know, you've got to decide what percentage of your income. And when you're, when you're starting out, a huge percentage of your income is going to go to living. Mm-hmm. As you start to progress, that percentage is going to get less and there's going to be more expendable. The difference is people who are smart financially understand that what they should do is just scale their shit percentage-wise versus just... Spending all this money they got coming in, which is what 99% people do, which is why, you know, when people see my house and the shit that I do and the things that, that I own, they think, well, he must be spending every fucking dollar he makes. No, actually, uh, we're just doing pretty fucking good, mm-hmm. you know, and we're scaling it up. Mm-hmm. And, and, dude, I was on the conversation about, um, <clears throat> you know, with, with one of my buddies uh, even today about how in business that's important, too. Like a lot of guys get fucking super. This is what kills companies. People get a lot of income coming in, sales get good, they fucking automatically start spending all the profits instead of like scaling properly. And dude, the next year they're gone. They're fucking gone. Yeah, you know what I mean. No,
1: no Instagram.
0: No, where the fuck did that guy go? He gone. Yeah, right. He's gone.
1: So guys, let me switch this up a little bit because I, 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 topic wise, so. Believe it or not, I can I can make a connection here between my friend Joel, who was super truthful but awkward, and Aaron Hernandez, and what we're talking about now, which is, you know, we've all been around those people that are, they're awkward, but at least they're real, they're truthful. And then and then you find out somebody like Aaron Hernandez, who for years people looked at him, and said, "Oh, he's an NFL player," had no idea behind the scenes what kind of person he is, um, and it just kind of raises my question, like, because this is kind of a buzzword today is authenticity you know um what does it mean to be authentic what does it mean to be um true to who you are you know because we we're talking about these guys you watch these documentaries and we find out these people are not what we think they are right Mm -hmm. um and i'm just kind of curious like 'Cause I feel like that's a buzzword right now in in, in culture. For sure. Is authenticity. Yeah. Be authentic. Yeah. And it's it's one of those clichés, it's almost like be self aware, right? It's it's one of those cliches, people clichés that people use so often. the problem often. with
0: authenticity, bro, is that people have redefined authenticity as ranting, right? They they've redefined authenticity as as complaining. You understand? Mm -hmm. So what we have right now going on in the world is everybody thinks they're fucking authentic, but what they're trying to do is create an authentic personality, an authentic character. Mm -hmm. You follow what I'm saying? Right. So, which actually is the most inauthentic thing that you could possibly do. So I'm glad you brought this up because it's something that's really bothering me, especially with the vulnerability thing. You know, there's a lot of people on the internet um, and everywhere right now That they think the way to connect with someone Is to just like Spew all their shit Like all the bad things You know they tell this story And, and dude especially with like The the mental health movement that's, that's come in Yeah You know Everybody's trying to heal Right Everybody right. has trauma um, And so now everybody thinks that To be authentic is sharing your deepest Darkest, darkest Bullshit Right. With the world every single day. No, man, that's not authenticity. That just makes you look like a complainer. Right. You know, that's the truth. It's whiny. It doesn't, that's not authentic. Authentic is saying things the way you would say them, it's sharing how you feel, it's not trying to create a character, but instead sharing the actual humanity that every single person has. And guess what? When you share who you are, there's always going to be multiple facets of that sharing. Some days you're going to feel fucking great. Some days you're going to be pissed. Some days you're going to be happy. Some days you're going to be angry. Some days you're going to be somewhere in the middle. And sharing that as it comes is authentic. Mm -hmm. Getting up on Instagram and posting nine times a day and saying inspirational shit, throwing in a few curse words, that is not fucking authenticity. Authenticity is... Hey motherfuckers, you know what? Today sucks. And guess what? Some days just suck. Right. And you, and you share it. And then the next day when it doesn't suck anymore, hey, today's a better fucking day. <laughs> like that that's way more authentic than these motherfuckers that think they're authentic right now. So truthful. Just simply being truthful. I think it's just transparent transparent and, honest. and truthful. Yes. Yeah. Like yeah. it's not having an agenda with being authentic. Dude, I'm so fucking sick of hearing the word vulnerability. I can't even stand it. Like people, there's social media fuckers out there like coaching people saying, "Ah, just be vulnerable." Dude, it's the same thing as girls that post their ass in every fucking picture. Mm -hmm. That's you're doing that because you fucking know that that gets the most likes and comments. Oh
2: yeah, Mm -hmm. there's
0: nothing authentic about that.
2: Well, I think vulnerability, right? Like,
0: but what I'm saying is the people who constantly post that same shit over and over again about the vulnerability or they think they're authentic, those motherfuckers are trying to create a scenario where people oh, yeah. like and share their shit. Mm-hmm. There's nothing authentic about that.
2: Well, and I That's think, manipulation. No, you, no doubt about it. I mean, it's their, them, their, it's their narcissistic way to try to get a double tap. I yeah, but Sal, they don't understand it. It's not that they're they're not even aware of what the fuck I'm saying right now. Yeah. <laughs> They think they're authentic. They they think they're on the other team. (laughs) I don't know what they think. Well, I can tell you. I mean, like, I mean, dude, those
0: motherfuckers are going to hear what I just said and they're going to be like, not me. Yeah, right. Not me. Well, no, you. (laughs) Yes, you.
2: (laughs) I I think, you know, for me personally, I've. Bro, that's why I fucking. One day you might see me
0: fucking post some real positive shit. The next day I might say, fuck all you.
1: Well, That's
2: authentic I, shit. Well, I think parenting has taught the authenticity of me because you know the other day somebody made a comment and I've made a video about this. They're like, "Well, you make parenting look so easy." Blah. That's not the message I'm trying to portray because parenting's fucking tough, man. Like, yeah, like my kids go fucking crazy and they scream and fucking yell, you know. But I'm choosing not to be negative in that sense and put it on there. But you know, so that by choice, like, I'm trying to be as authentic as I can. But then there's, like, that slippery slope where you're like, fuck, man. You know, maybe I should show more of that. Maybe I shouldn't show more of that. Maybe I'm complaining. Maybe I'm not, right? Being but- vulnerable and telling the truth is not is not
0: inauthentic. It's how you do it that creates the right. inauthenticity. So, for example, like, when you made that video, you're being truthful and vulnerable about, like, hey, this is actually really fucking hard. That's not a strategy, though. You're just...
2: Some days, yeah, you have a bad fucking day. That's right. Got to let them know that too.
0: Right, but what I'm saying, what I'm saying is, is that it's become a fucking intentional thing. That's right. Of course,
2: and that's the least authentic thing in the world. Well, and I that so I was trying to get to the vulnerability piece. Like, um, the vulnerability topic, vulnerability only only works in genuineness of authenticity. Okay, so like you can only if you you got to check this box first for vulnerability to fucking matter. Meaning, mm-hmm. like, if you and I, well, you and I have had this, right? right? Mm-hmm. You and I had to be authentic with one another. We had some arguments. We had, we fucking shared some thoughts. Some apologies were said. You get to the next stage of the relationship. Mm-hmm. The next stage of the relationship, now you peel back a little air. You say, hey, man, this is what I struggle with. You right. know what? I struggle with this, too. Maybe we can help each other. So that vulnerability, if you lead with vulnerability, likely it's unintentional, or excuse me, intentional Manipulation, manipulation. Of the fucking algorithm, right? Right. Versus but when dude, you lead with,
0: you know what the fucked up thing is, bro? Is the people who do this shit, they actually take on that personality in real life. So now you have someone because I've seen it fucking happen. Now you have someone who constantly posting about healing their fucking trauma. And dude, look, like Doctor Nicole, she's my one of my favorite fucking humans of all time. We're gonna have her on the show twenty more times. But people take shit so fucking far. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, dude, yes, some bad shit happened. Yes, you should probably work on it. No, that's not who the fuck you are as a person. Right. You know, it's a part of your thing. Right. I feel like so many people are trying to, like, they're not understanding that they're actually starting to mold their own identity around this one thing. And then when you see them in real life, hey, how's it going? Uh, it's going. Right. Well, you know, well right. fuck you then.
2: You want to talk about tying two worlds together? I mean, dude, whenever I played minor league baseball, you know, there was a sense where you thought you had to be this one person, you know, but the truth is, I made $1,200 a fucking month. I mean, $1,200 fucking dollars a month. You know, here I am. I'm supposed to be this fucking, you know, dude, I played for the St. Louis Cardinals. You go to the bar, like, you know, everybody's kind of expecting you, like, you have to, like, kind of learn That's a nice this. perk, though. Yeah, it was it definitely helped <laughs> it definitely helped my dating in social game. situations. Yeah, 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 I didn't play for a lot of drinks, and I never paid for a round of golf. But you know, but you like started to a- adapt this this persona that really wasn't you. You know what I mean? And so you, then you start to fall into the mold that that's how. And this, the truth is, like that's how a lot of people operate. You know, they kind of get into the system. They're they're going against their core beliefs and core values, and then they fall into the system. And it's a, that that in and of itself is a probably the wrong path you want to live your life. Like authenticity is being who you genuinely are and being okay with who you are and understanding that some people are not going to like who you are mm-hmm. and being able to fucking swallow that fucking pill like and that's the thing that i dude, think dude and that's that's just something that comes with i think with
0: exposure like dude you have to go out and be willing for people to not like you to understand it's not that big of a fucking deal not only it's a fucking fake fear you know what i'm saying like yeah, we well- all have this fucking thing in our head we're like Dude, if I fu- like dude, that one time you post that progress picture and you're mm-hmm. like, dude, somebody said something this.
2: What? No, no, no. I got I'm going to I'm going to think you back. Why it. are you looking at me all weird? Because I got a good point. Well, no, fucking go it, ahead it, then, no. man. It goes back Shit, to you. Dude, it, you look
0: at me like you're fucking going to do something sexual there. No, no, no. no it's no, no, <laughs> got me scared.
2: Yeah, but they're... Please put that in the video. How he was looking?
0: <laughs> hey. the no, fuck because was
3: that. I'll add some because it, music. It's yeah. a,
2: listen, it's acceptance. It's no different than the double tap. They're willing to sell their souls for the fucking likes of people, right? Yeah. So, like in life, yeah. like they're willing to sell who they are so that people accept them, yeah. And it's a, and all those people live in this fake little world together. When in reality, like, when they're all fucking damaged, they're, they're all yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're, so and and like and I can tell you, man, like this is this is real talk for me to whoever's out there. Like the second I really. Dude, the second I stopped lying, the second I started understanding exactly who I am and accepting who I am for my flaws, for my strengths, and working on my flaws, that doesn't mean your flaws, you can just fucking shove them on people. The second I started being, I mean, fucking dead-ass honest, truthful with myself, and well, I started living the way I wanted to, my life got insurmountably better, and I dude, not only did I feel better about myself, I was proud of who the fuck I was. Dude, that's called being an adult. You know, it's just most people never get there. It's called being authentic.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> But, like, you know, that's a problem for people because they're so afraid of the rejection that they hide for their whole life. Okay. Like, that one dude who fucking said that stupid shit to you, yeah. when you about your workout pick. yeah. Like, dude, those people just exist. Like, how, the, what I've started to feel like is, like, damn, dude. Like, like for example, like, every time I drive my fucking Rolls, I get the fucking finger. Every fucking time. Okay. Every time, so weird. Time, it's so bro. weird to Tyler's me. seen it. He's been with me when I've gotten him. <laughs> yeah.
3: Like, dude, I got it on video, kind of. <laughs> we got it on
0: video. This fucking lady pulls up, starts talking shit. Dude, I used to get so upset about that. Like, I'd be like, fuck. Like, I would question my whole entire reality. Mm-hmm. I'm like, fuck, dude, is this really like morally wrong? And this is when I'm recording the fucking podcast. Right. The, the, like, dude, I'm supposed to know this shit, and I'm over here like, fuck. Damn, dude, is like it bad that I actually like cool cars and stuff? Like, what? Why do people? I don't understand. Like, I couldn't grasp because, like, to me, that was always something I aspired to to do. Right, drive cool cars. I fucking love cars. Right. So when I started getting those things, I was like, Where the fuck is this coming from? Why is this that? Why are people rude to me? Why are they doing these things? And it would hurt me, dude. Like, I'd take. It would take fucking, dude. I would remember. Like the first time it happened, dude. I posted about it. I remember it took me like a week before I even wanted to drive the car again. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then I'm like, I realized, I'm like, this ain't about me. Mm -hmm. This is about all the shit that they told themselves they wanted but never fucking got. That's about them. Yep. That's not about me. And then I started thinking about all the times that I didn't go out. And all the times I didn't go on vacation. And all the times I felt shitty because my friends made more money than me. And then I started thinking about sleeping on that fucking floor back in the day. And, I think, and you know, trying to not let the piss fucking stain go up in my saliva into my mouth. Because I had this <laughs> weird phobia. You get, I started thinking about gross. all this shit. And then I started thinking about all the shit that you and I get to deal with on a fucking daily basis. And you know what I realized? Fuck you if you don't like it. Because I've paid to fucking be here. I've paid the price to be here. If you don't like it, I'm sorry. That has nothing to do with me. And once I came to that realization, then I was like, oh, it doesn't matter. Those people, how are they fucking gonna hurt me? Those people don't buy our shit anyway. They're not fucking customers of ours. They're not, you know, what, you know, what, it's irrelevant. So I'm sitting here damaging my own self for things that I've like questioning, like, why did you do all this shit, you know, to like, what, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I, I, and then I realized, like, dude, it has nothing to do with me. Like, it really doesn't. But, like, the problem is, Vaughn, is that most people never get the exposure to it on a regular basis to get used to it to the point where it's irrelevant. They just hide from that first thing that never actually happens. You know, that story they tell themselves. Right. Oh, dude, if I fucking... If I buy this car, so-and-so, and and fucking so-and-so is some piece of shit that they know from second fucking grade who probably called him fucking fat or did something rude, who's probably a completely different human now, okay? And we're afraid that, like, that second-grade situation is going to come back and hit us in the face when we're adults. So we fucking live in this little bubble, and we say, well, I'm not going to do anything. I don't want to rock the boat. And then we start with this shit. Well, this is actually what I really wanted. This is actually how I really wanted to live. I chose this because it makes you feel good, right? Right. Then you don't have any regret if you chose your current situation, if you chose it. You follow what I'm saying? Right. You yeah. didn't really choose it, but you ended up here. So now you tell everybody you chose it so it makes you feel good. Right? Right. And now all of a sudden, you know, you're you're noble. There ain't fucking nothing noble about that. Right. That's the weakest shit on the face of the
1: earth. So so I like the direction you're going. And I, let's, I think that it's fair to say that one of the things that has made your brand popular, and um, and and regardless of what people think about you, whether they're super positive or super negative, everybody would agree. Well, I'll say this about Andy: he is who he is, and he's very, very authentic about who he is. And I got, uh, for me, I got one of the best compliments I've ever gotten at the last, not the last RTA. Uh, event, but like two yeah. two events when our friend Alex Pike from Australia. Oh, the live. You know, yeah, what she said to you about me that I took that as one of the greatest compliments. He's exactly in person the way he is yeah. on the show, yeah. and and Wait, so you or you, me no, him me. She said that about me, and I that meant a lot to me. And so I think you and I. And Sal, you're a very real person. I think you're very down-earth. So let's just unpack this for people. People who are trying to be authentically who they are. Well, let me what, ask you What this. do they need to do to, to feel comfortable with Dude, themselves? Dude, it's real easy. It
2: is fucking so easy. All right? It's so easy. Step one, cut a hole in the box.
0: <laughs>
2: Step two. Does that,
0: does that <laughs> make sense, though? Like, <laughs> All <laughs> right. So, who's got the box? <laughs> no, dude, dude. Of course I you I bet, bet you do. <laughs> <laughs> so, dude. You've been wanting that for years. It's really fucking simple. I do it all the time. Say whatever the fuck you think. And then if it's fucked up, apologize for it. <laughs> well, uh, listen, that's actually Own your mistakes, That's actually right? a good tactic. It's real fucking simple. D- Vaughn, is that is that not exactly how I work? Yeah. Well, yeah. like no, that, that's true. I, I, I mean, listen,
1: it, the, yeah. No, I mean, there's no question that I mean, Do I have a problem fucking saying when I'm wrong? No, not at all. Right. No. I I, I can I, I, authentically say that I, I think uh gosh We've we've had some good conversations in the yeah. last week or two, and we've had
0: some aggressive ones. Right, we've had some aggressive you know, ones both ways. By the way, yeah, it's yeah. not just me saying shit. Like you guys all think because I'm me, it's one. No, there's always both sides behind the scenes. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And yeah. dude, I, look, man, I just try to tell the fucking truth. Right, and then if I go if I cross over because I got emotional or whatever, and then I say because I can because that's my personality. yeah, yeah. like no, I get. I'm like a I'm like a little snowball. You put it at the top of the hill and you start pushing it, and then by the time it gets to the bottom of the hill, it's a fucking massive snowball.
3: <laughs> he just calls himself a snowball. Well, I'm gonna tell you,
2: there ain't nothing about no, when he's at the top true. of the hill, a little snowball. It always starts as a big snowball. Yeah. It's, how, <laughs> it's how, it's if how anything, big it, it gets, gets smaller. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Fine. That's fair. <laughs>
1: That's no, but dude, you know, you know, no, it, but it is fair. But but it, on the other hand,
2: like here, can give I give me can that? I, can I can I give you what he's saying in a different way? Sure. Go way. ahead. When, Own your shit. I, well, no, I, th- I and I obviously I've been around Andrew a pretty long time, but it's it's a tactic that's used that you, you should can, have fucking been around before you were around. That was when the big penman was going
0: yeah. on. You don't even
3: know
2: about that. Well, you still shit on yourself, I'm
3: sure. <laughs> but you shit on the towel. <laughs> ah,
2: yes, he
3: not did. No. Thank you.
2: All right, so here. <laughs> but, re- remind me to unpack this, but no, no, no. You've been around not- both of us <laughs> induced with alcohol. Who, who?
3: I'll take the blame. I'll accept Who responsibility. Who controls
2: their um, functions better? Dr. Forcella? <laughs> Doctor? Do we need to tell Dr. Forcella? Wait, wait, wait. Let's stay on the fucking. Course. Yeah, all right. All <laughs> right. right. Dr. Forcella could <laughs> be a great solution. Well, so story. we're unpacking what it means to be authentic and how Actual to become content. authentic. <laughs> well, that would be fucking good content. <laughs> okay. If you were in your car, that's one of those things you <laughs> fucking right, piss your pants at. Right, anyway, well, fucking, let's well, tell well, the truth now. No, no. You here's fucking the deal. shit on the towel. No, there ain't yes. no fucking way. I don't sleepwalk. I don't sleep eat. I don't fucking. sleep. I don't I,
0: fucking sleepwalk either
2: because I don't tell fucking me sleep. That you fucking walk in your you go into your pantry and the whole goddamn. That's not thing,
0: sleepwalking. I know what I'm doing. That's sleep eating. That's that's. <laughs> I'm Al- waking <laughs> that's up in the middle of the night
2: when you're a fucking sleep and I'm eating. That is not sleep eating. That is just me eating in the middle of the night. I would uh, knowing him for maybe a few years or not. I would also say that alcohol would induce some of these Bro, behaviors.
0: You try to always you try to always bring up the same fucking story as evidence. That was one time. That was one <laughs> you time. S- you suck one dick.
1: So, <laughs> so anyway, so going back to this. So and- just just to clarify for <laughs> our uh, for our listening audience, what exactly are you so going to clarify? To, to
2: to to learn to be able to be yourself and I think Andrew displays this on a regular basis like he is himself fucked up in nature in a sense where he gets emotional and screams and yells and blah 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 blah, blah but what it does is it pushes people who would not stand in your corner, away further away from you, and people who you can tolerate, they get closer to you, right? And they understand how to deal with your maybe your imperfections and mm-hmm. your dealings. So, step for somebody out there is like the easiest way to be yourself is to eliminate those people the quote unquote haters, dude. You just got to start exiting them from your circle, and mm-hmm. it's okay. Like just because he was your fucking homie in high school doesn't mean he's gonna be your homie at fucking forty, bro. I'm, he might I'm, be the I'm biggest so douchebag s- you listen, know. I'm so sensitive about that. Like, dude, people can
0: make one fucking comment that's off. That's like, dude, look, I had a fucking friend. All right. I tell a story about this, about how I am, how serious I am about weeding people out. So I had a friend who came to my 40th birthday party. He told another girl that was there, dude, I've known Andy for blah, 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 blah. Right. And he had. We've been friends for a long time. He's like, yeah, I feel like he's just trying to show off now. And he said that to her. Mm -hmm. And she said that to me. Guess what? Guy's out. Hmm. He was at my fucking house. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I cut it out. Like that that that's how fucking much you have to pay attention. You've got to pay attention to the little remarks, the shit that people say. That's a jealous fucking thing to say.
2: Well, and, and, and in order so to So I can't have that person around me. Yeah, because it 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 deflates the balloon. You know that's what I'm right. saying? Like that's in, right. and your balloon should be able to fly. And, and so and real
0: fucking friends will put air in your fucking balloon. That's
2: right. Yeah. Like I don't, you know. People ask, dude, you get jealous of Andrew? No. Like, I... Boy, why? why? Yeah. <laughs> like, in my brain, like, I... Well, that's because nobody sees the back end or what
0: the fuck we have to deal with and shit. Well, well yeah, and I mean... Shit.
2: But even my friends, like, you know, like, my buddy Tages from Chicago, he's fucking killing it. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. awesome. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know, in my brain, like, and, and somebody who you're great friends with at one point in time in your life... You might grow away from them, and that's okay. You're
0: gonna. Yeah. You're gonna. Especially if you're scaling. Dude, every phase of life, you're going to grow into a new realm of people around you. Mm -hmm. It's not lonely at the top. You just ain't at the fucking top. You're guessing, right? I ain't at the top. What happens is, and I've said this a million times, you you got Tony and fucking Stevie and Bobby from the old days. Grew up, rode bikes together when we were kids. We played hockey, gotten fights, did all the shit, right? If you're a girl, it's probably other shit. Then you get to be in your twenties and you get a new group of friends, and you don't see Stevie and Bobby and Tony as much, right? Then you get like this is how it's been for me. Then in the third, and when I get in my thirties, I don't see the dudes from college as much, and I don't hardly ever see these other guys. Mm-hmm. And it just keeps kind of going. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. That doesn't mean you don't like them. It doesn't mean they're... Now, sometimes it does, but it doesn't. Sometimes you just, you're just on a different path, and other people are on another path, and that's, and that's it. And that's okay. That, but see, I see it as okay, but I don't think people realize, like, they're guilty. Like, a lot of people, when I say this shit, they'll fucking chime in and be like, yeah, bro, that makes fucking sense. And then I'll see them two days later on Instagram sort of throwing some shade at somebody. You know what I'm saying? Or making a rude comment or do it. Dude, people don't understand that they're the they're people are you're doing this. If you're listening right now, you fucking do it. That's the easiest way to say it. If you're listening to this right now, you're probably do exactly what we say to other people, and you're just not aware that you're doing it. Mm -hmm. That's the truth. Mm -hmm. So the first step to fucking weeding that shit out of your life is to stop being that way yourself. Don't gossip. Don't talk shit. If you have something to say, make sure it's something positive to, to about when we're talking about someone. You know what I mean? Like, don't be that motherfucker because I'm going to tell you right now, like, and this is, this is a fucking practical thing for, for making a financial progress in your life. People in my position and above, okay, because I ain't shit in the big scheme of things. I do pretty well for a fucking St. Louis boy. But, like, we got a long fucking way to go. And I can tell you, people in my position and further up the ladder, I'm looking for one thing. Say one thing. Say one thing off the fuck, off the acceptable radar that isn't like contributing. You're fucking out. Like I don't have time to fuck with that. People. That's why people. A lot of people struggle being successful because they can't control their fucking mouths. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I posted this clip from Brad Lee the other day talking about this. You see that?
2: Mm-mm, I did not. Yeah.
0: A guy. A guy on his show was talking about how he said something negative to a friend about this other guy. Well, he didn't realize that the other guy and this friend were also friends. So the friend he confided in told the friend it cost him a $900,000 deal. Shit happens every day. And not only did it cost that motherfucker a $900,000 deal, he didn't say the rest of it. <laughs> the rest of it is it probably cost him way more because he don't fucking know how many people that motherfucker knows. Right. So he thinks it's nine hundred grand. I don't remember who what the guy's name was, but you're fucking wrong on your math, bro. It's probably more like nine million, or even way more than that. It's a good idea to not talk shit.
2: Yeah, it was funny because I I was having a conversation the other day with one of my friends, and you know, there's that saying. It's like everything you need to know about life you learned in the second grade. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's
3: like I don't know about that.
2: Well, no, I mean, dude, for the core principles about life, you know, like you know, don't say things to people that you wouldn't want said to you. That's right. I mean, like there's a very there's very these little stupid cliche sayings that you they teach you as a kid. Like, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Mm-hmm. Like, there's these, and you, as you get older and you look back, you're like, huh, maybe they were fucking right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, well, there's I, a
1: reason that things become a cliche. Of course. It's because they're true. That is I correct. mean, generally speaking, they just, are, they, they've just been repeated so often that people get tired of hearing them. But it's, it's I'll tell true. you where
0: I'm at, bro. Like, you know, not that anyone cares about me, but I'll tell you where I'm at. Here's where I'm at. Shit is really fucking simple. It is so fucking simple. I spent 15 years of my, 20 years of my life probably trying to figure it out. It's fucking simple. Hmm. Do the right thing. Don't quit when other people quit. Use other people quitting as a sign to keep going. Don't be fucking, don't cut corners. All right. Be good to people. Be good to animals. Fucking don't talk shit. And and learn from your mistakes. If you could do those things, you are gonna live a fucking awesome life. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. For there's sure. there's probably a few other I'm forgetting, but like it's very simple. It's just people want it to be complicated, and the reason they want it to be complicated is because they wanna pay for the solution as opposed to just doing the work. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like people, it's an easy sale to say, Hey, I'll give you give me five grand, I'll teach you the fucking secret. That's a fucking great deal. Five grand? You're gonna tell me the fucking secret? Fuck yeah, I'm buying that shit. Right. Everybody understands that. Even if you don't have five grand and you're like, fuck. All right. And this is where the fucking predators get in play. The they come in and they say, Oh yeah, fucking five grand, but today it's fucking $997 only. Today only. And it's the fucking secret. And that person's looking at their fucking bank statement and they're like, fuck. I don't have any money. But I got I got ten thousand dollars of room on my credit card. So a thousand dollars, this it ain't going to matter. And then I could take the other, you know you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. start justifying it because these dudes build up this message. So, so hard for them. And then these people, the dude, they fucking get fucked. Mm-hmm. That's what it comes down mm-hmm. to. And it's, it's part of the reason why I wanted to shift gears a little bit. You know, yeah. I just don't like being a part of that shit. Yeah. I don't think it's right, but I mean, it goes, uh, it's real simple. Like, would you pay $5,000 for the fucking... If there was really a secret, would you pay five grand? Fuck yeah, I would. Yeah. I'd fucking pay I'd buy it all for you. i buy... Fuck, dude. Even when I was had no money, I would have figured out how to get it. That's what these people think. Mm-hmm. And they have to understand, there's no fucking secret to this shit. You know what I mean? It right. comes down to living certain values and being consistent. And literally every day. Like I talked about this on my story, you know. A lot of people laugh because they see me pick up trash or they see me, uh, you know, I talk about wiping the piss off the toilet seat or they see me doing fucking cardio in the snow. Bro, you know why I do that shit? I do that shit because it makes me better. I'm not doing that shit to, to fucking make you feel bad or show how good I am for the fucking internet. No, I'm a piece of shit and I need to fucking do things to condition me to not be a piece of shit. So I do them because winning is more important to me than being a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. That's really the truth. Mm-hmm. So when I do those things, it isn't to say, oh, give me fucking claps and this and that. You fuck, man. If you really saw what I did, you'd think I was fucking retarded. Oh, fuck, we can't say that word anymore, can we? <laughs> no what comment. Awkward no silence. Comment. <laughs> uh, fuck, dude. I, you know what? It is what it is. I try to not say it. Well, I, said I think
2: it. I think it goes back to... I mean, it's a core principle, right? You know, yeah. Do do the right thing. What's yeah. the right thing to do? You piss on the seat. You fucking clean it. Yo, wipe the seat off. Yeah, but
0: I'm saying, dude, like, I, like dude, when I go in the pisser, I clean the seat off even if someone else pissed on it because oh, I, I don't want the guy walking in to think I did it. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how much pride I take in my fucking reputation and myself and, and my skills. Like, dude, I know that if I walk past that fucking speck of paper on the ground, my skill level is going down. Like, you don't just, skills are perishable. You know, my discipline level, if I walk by that piece of paper, fucking goes down a little bit. Mm-hmm. And if I walk by a fucking piss-stained toilet seat, then it goes down a little bit more. Then it go, you know, and that this is how it works. So like, people don't understand that every action you do is either raising or hurting your levels of those skills. And if people understood that, they would the world would look a lot different. There wouldn't be as much litter. There wouldn't be fucking as much bad shit. There wouldn't be all this hate on the internet. There wouldn't be all these things that all of us don't like because people would take pride in their ability to elevate their own skills, right? Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, people are fucking selfish.
3: Dude, I talked. we talked about this the other day on The Walk on 75 Hard, remember? I'm like, dude, the way it's, you know, wired in my brain now, whenever I see a piece of paper, it's like the coins throughout Mario, right? The yeah. little karma points. Yeah, because, that's right. Dude, I know- But that's I- what it is. Right. That's really how it
0: works. So- I'm not saying it's karma, I believe in karma, but I'm not saying it's karma, but what I am saying is that if nothing else, nothing else, it doesn't make me worse, and I hate being shitty so much that I'm willing to do anything I can that doesn't make me worse and has the potential to make me better, you know what I mean, Mm -hmm. so that's the real way that people
1: get great at things. So you guys segued into uh, success and how to be successful in sort of a practical way. And that actually ties into, th- there's a really weird phenomenon that happens when people are trying to up their game, they're be successful, and it's that they are authentically doing a good job. They are authentically moving in the right direction, but they feel fraudulent. Oh, yeah. They, 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 they have imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. Um, and. I'm just curious, what do you tell somebody who is who actually is authentic, is trying to do uh right by the world, but they they feel like a fake. Like why do people even feel like fakes? If they're if they're actually doing good, why well, do they feel like a fake? It's
0: mostly common in people who really care a lot about being authentic. Yeah. And being genuine and actually being the real deal. Like the only people that are concerned about being a fake are the people who actually care about being real. Hmm. So One of the things I do to try to help people get past that is to make them understand. Like, for example, I messaged uh, somebody last night who I'm friends with uh, who's in Arte Syndicate. And, you know, she always is doing these good things for people, getting people hyped and this and that, but she's always kind of like, you know, I I could tell there's a struggle there. Mm -hmm. I could just see it. Mm -hmm. And so what I told her was like, hey, look, just so you know, you know, it's okay to get fucking sick of people sometimes, even if you love them. Like even if you I hope it is. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, (laughs) you don't have to always be so smiley and so fucking pretend to be so happy all the time. Mm -hmm. Like, it's obvious that you really love this. And so what happens is, bro, is when you really love like whatever it is that you do, you put all this energy into it. And you want to be fucking perfect with it. All right. So, like, for example, like if I'm standing a summer smash and I've got a nine fucking hour long line, I've got to talk to everybody. There's no fucking way I can have a meaningful conversation with everybody. It's literally fucking impossible. But because I want to and I can't, it actually makes me feel like a fraud. Mm -hmm. You follow what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So a lot of people who, who really care about being real and being authentic and being, you know, they actually care. Those people end up feeling like frauds because they can't be perfect at what they do. You feel what I'm saying? Absolutely. So I've the way I've overcame that is to understand, bro, we only got so much fucking energy. We only have so much like and once it's gone, it's fucking gone because like I'll get to the point where like, dude, my first fucking thing is like, hey, it's awesome. You know, and the last one, I'm like, fuck, get the fuck out of here. You know, like I go from all the way to here to here, but that's because I wear myself out so bad. And so what people have to understand, and, like, dude, that's not something I'm proud of. I'm just saying it's the way it is. We only have so much energy. So people have to understand that when you want to win real bad, you still ain't going to be perfect.
3: Mm-hmm. That shouldn't make you feel like a fraud. You, you know? Yeah. Speaking of that, did you have you guys been keeping up with what's going on in the MLB recently with the uh, buzzer scandal? Uh-uh. You think no. they're feeling like frauds right now? Who? Uh, well, I mean— you don't know anything about this? The no. buzzer scandal, so no. they were they were rela- they were stealing signs, right? Mm-hmm. And underneath their jerseys, they would wear these wired buzzer things, right? And they would be this able to the Astros did? Yes. Holy shit. So two coaches got fired. Beltran stepped down as the Mets manager. So it's big thing so they right have now. A fucking, like, system. Yeah, and they're Ooh. they're calling for uh the Houston Astros to give back their title That's and give it to the Dodgers. Shit. What are your thoughts?
1: Are you well, serious? They actually, I don't know that they should get back their titles, but they actually did a poll, and the pretty solid majority of the Astros fans actually think that they should be punished pretty se- severely. I don't know if they, they think they should get Well, yeah, it's embarrassing. Title, yeah. Like, dude,
0: think of the people of Houston. They're fucking embarrassed. Yeah. Well. Like, that's
2: embarrassing. Like, if that were the Cardinals, I'd be like, dude, fucking, you, f- that's fucking bullshit. Yeah. Well. First things first, I struggle with the imposter syndrome really bad, so I, I, I'm mm. sitting back, I'm like, I have nothing value here to add, and I'm like, oh, then I start fucking Yeah, but it it's very obvious to me why, it's what I just said. No, no, I understand, but th- to your fucking point in this big league scandal, listen, it is such bullshit. They've been trying to steal fucking signs for the last fucking 150 years in baseball, and guess what, they've successfully done so. Secondarily, uh, Mariano Rivera threw one fucking pitch, it's called a cutter. You can't fucking hit it. He's the greatest fucking closer of all fucking time. And guess what? You knew it was coming. So, thirdly, the Astros didn't just develop it in one year. And in that year, they put people on the roster. They lose people off the roster, which means that those players went to other clubhouses, which also means that those players knew that that shit was going on, which likely means that they were fucking Implementing a similar system into all of fucking right. baseball. everybody's playing. guilty. Everybody's fucking doing it. Right. They knew it was fucking happening. It's, it's like the, the steroid thing. They fu- It's yeah. round
3: two of the steroid
2: thing. Yes. It's fucking built. It's just like
3: Spygate too, with Patriots. Like everybody's fucking. They're taping all fucking doing it. it. Yeah. They're just they scapegoating just don't admit- on the yeah. Astros
2: and everybody else, shutting the fuck up. The truth is, that's right. Sp- nobody's coming out to fucking speak, up uh, you know, condemn like, them. Like CC Sabathia is like, oh, that's bullshit. They should give it back. Blah 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 blah. Well, the yeah. Truth well, is, the we'll- fact
0: is, dude, how many motherfuckers do you think? Were, like if they were really the only ones doing it they'd all be out condemning them fuck hard. Yeah.
2: They'd be, yeah they be they don't they're, they're not throwing any shade because they don't want that shit to turn on them that's they're right. smart to shut same the fuck up same thing with steroids that's why steroids got
0: over fucking looked for Fucking thirty years in the MLB. Yeah. You don't Dude. think it was cool that
2: fucking Maguire was hitting seventy fucking home runs? That's
3: fucking was a awesome. Fun year. That's was awesome. fucking awesome.
2: <laughs> but, I mean, so so turn this in, right? Like, okay, so here are these here are these fucking guys and they're all everybody's all pissed off because it ruins the fucking nature of the game. Well, the nature of the game is the reason that you have signs, multiple signs. The catcher gives down multiple signs because when somebody's on second base, they can't steal the sign. Yeah, I mean it, that was. They did yeah. that back in fucking. Yeah. So it's the same thing. Now we got a camera. Well, you'd
0: have to be a dumb motherfucker to think that people aren't looking at the fucking signs, trying to crack the code. Uh, on if a you fucking had an opportunity camera. to
2: make two hundred million
0: dollars, that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> so, like but on. dude, it's the same thing with the fucking steroid thing. Like, dude, they say, oh, well, fuck, dude. Well, you know, I can't believe these guys would. Un- okay. Well, if you got fucking half the fucking league doing it, and they're all getting paid. And you have the opportunity to do it too and get paid twice as much as what you're making. What the fuck are you gonna do? And anybody who says they aren't is full of fucking shit.
2: Well not only that, what happens when all your friends are doing it? That's right. <laughs> and they're looking at you and saying, Why aren't you what are you gonna tell me? That's that's, that's how it goes. That's the code that's going down in baseball right now. And that's so right. And and the other side of that, like this is the this is why I can't watch baseball. This is why I can't watch baseball in public settings. But
0: Well, it's not that. It's just you just can't listen to the game.
2: You yeah, gotta dude. Fucking, fucking A. But you know, if you were a hitter, okay. Now you gotta understand. If they buzzed in fastball, or they buzzed in curveball, and they don't throw fastball or curveball, it only takes one or two times for that uncertainty to arise, where you don't want to fucking. You trained yourself the entire career to just react to a fucking hit. Like, You'd be yeah. second in,
3: guessing every fucking every bitch. motherfucking time. <laughs>
2: so I like I could see if they fucked it up once, I'm gonna like, take that fucking thing off me. I just want to go back to fucking play. like. So there's there's a, the, the media is drawing this motherfucker out to raise attention. And the truth of the matter is, is like where there's smoke, there's fire. But there's fire in all them fucking clubhouses.
0: Dude, that's the world now. Like, dude, that is the fucking world. Point your finger. Half the shit that all you motherfuckers get riled up about, you're fucking guilty of. And the reason you're getting riled up about it is because you want the people close to you to think you're against it. So that fucking they don't find out that you did it, motherfucker. You think that we're not on to you? Come on. Dude, that's the truth. Between every mob movement, that's the truth. It's the truth.
2: I want to know, like, I want to know.
0: Me and and fucking Tony Friedrich call it witness protection. (laughs) So, dude, it's witness protection. Like, you fucking see something that someone did and you think that, and they're guilty, and you type in and say, fucking shame on him, I'm never buying their shit again. Motherfucker, that's just so you look better to everybody else. Because you're fucking guilty.
1: So why do you feel like an imposter?
2: I don't know, you know, like it's interesting because I, I know it's it's funny because like I feel I have a, a great deal of world of world experience, especially at a young age. I've lived mm-hmm. a lot of really cool lives, you know, like played professional sports, you know, like I have a decent sales career mm-hmm. and Then you take a took a huge step back in the sense of like took the risk. So like I have the risk factor in place. So like I have a lot of life experience. But then when you talk about it, you're kind of like, well, I'm not there yet. Yeah. wherever there is, which I'll yeah. never get to, which is the irony of the thing. Right. So, like, where do I get off being able to help other people? You mm-hmm. know, and so then you start thinking, well, maybe I shouldn't. Then maybe I should. Maybe I'm doing it right. Maybe I'm right.
1: fucking bro. Maybe, I, maybe I'm giving bad fucking advice. You know, do like- you think it's because you have high standards, and to me, that's what I think. I think that, I think that people like you who are kind of down on yourself sometimes not that you're not confident cuz i know you're confident but when you're when you're self critical it's because you have such high standards you know you don't rise to those standards and so that that gap kind of creates a problem in your heart you know dude i know it, that's true for me you know yeah yeah 100% I, true for I, me i I'll tell you what what has been like I mean, you guys know, you know, you guys know that I'm really I'm sensitive about that. Like the worst thing that anybody could ever call me, I think, would be a hypocrite because I don't want to be a hypocrite. I think you guys are like that, too. But what has kind of helped me a little bit and this is what's helped me kind of become more just at peace with who I am is realizing that there is a difference between outright hypocrisy and simply just being human. And being contradictory and falling short of the the uh, standards that you have for yourself, because you're going to do that sometimes.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I told my sales guys the other day, like well, two things I won't be known for. I will never be known as a fucking liar, and mm-hmm. I will never be known as a fucking hypocrite. Right. But I think to I think where a lot of the downside comes in is you set a standard, you don't achieve it. You know, you it's failure. You know, but yeah. like there's a, there is this piece of failure. Like you never really fail. You learn. Right. You know, and that's like a true that's a true thing. But it's also true to fucking know that you didn't succeed. And then there's like an emotional regress to that. You know, so like being able to reset a standard, because I think part of my, you know, at least I expect so much of myself that I constantly, even if I sniff the standard, I reset Mm -hmm. a standard. Mm -hmm. And I sniff it and I reset it. You know, so that it constantly puts me in that chase game. And so like part of that is in and of itself is underwhelming. right? But then, you know, I always battle with myself. Would you rather be underwhelmed or overwhelmed?
1: Well, and that's a good question. But I mean, I come back to like, you know, think about somebody like Nick Saban, right? I mean, who's going to argue with his record? And, le- and yet the last couple years, he's fallen short of the-, the championship. Only a moron, only a total idiot would say, oh, yeah, he's a joke. Well, no, he's not a joke. He's one of the greatest, if not the greatest uh, college football coach who ever lived. But the last couple years, he's just fallen short. He's just being inconsistent with his greatness. That doesn't make him a hypocrite. It just means that he's human and that he's fallible. And I think, I don't know. That's I think a lot of people who have the imposter syndrome. I, I think it's a result of having really high standards and being sensitive to your own weaknesses. But to me, that's rooted in humility. Well, right?
2: I mean, yeah, my to like going back to Andrew's point, he talks about being in a quote unquote entrepreneurial space. Like for those people who are out giving lessons, like in my brain. Like my automatic. I, this is where I get real because I don't like to judge people in a sense, even though it's natural, right? Like right. naturally, if you say, "Oh, I don't judge people," you're you're a fucking liar.
3: Everybody right. judges. That's, no, that's, that's part of like why you like people. we judging you for saying that. <laughs> yeah, right.
2: So, but you know, I look at the entrepreneurial space and I always think in my head, like that motherfucker's out there fucking telling people fucking this, 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 and this, and I'm sitting here thinking, like, fuck, I'm fucking no more than that, 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 and, that. and I'm thinking, well, I don't do it. Why don't I do it? And then you start thinking, well, maybe I'm not. He's not credible to do it. I'm not credible to do it. You know, if I'm picking on him, like, am I yeah, really man. credible? Look, at the end of the day,
0: your life speaks for itself That's what I came to the conclusion of I started to fucking look at my life And I started to think Okay, if I was fucking 22 years old And didn't know shit about business And you motherfuckers out there that think you know shit At 22, you fucking don't Mm -hmm. All right. But I started thinking I looked around and I'm like Man, if I was 22, would I want to fucking listen to me? And the answer was always yes Hmm. That was truth and 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 if you, I think if you ask yourself that way, Sal, it's going to make a lot more sense. The reason that you fucking, the reason you feel the way you do, is because you're thinking of trying to educate other people in your position, and and all the people in your position, they know the same amount as you do, and so you feel unqualified. So you're like, okay, well. I'm not, but you're not talking to people like me. You're not talking to other business owners that are at your level. You're talking to people who aspire to be like that, which automatically makes you qualified. And that's what you have to understand. That's why I got over it. We're doing the MFCO project. You know, like, dude, I have friends that are fucking way more successful than fucking I am. I have p- not many, but that's just the truth. Mm. Now, I. I so what so now he's the only one I because he's the only one I know that's more successful he's more no in fact he might not even be more qualified because who knows where the fuck he started at. Here's what I know. I started out like most people start from the fucking dollar 0. Mm-hmm. The hardest part is to go from 0 to 1 million dollars in your business. That's it. The rest is just scaling the shit out. If you can get to a million, you probably got some good things going. That's the truth. Then you got to amplify it. It's real simple. So I thought, well, okay, I've got some shit to share. I have some life experience. I've fucking done a few things, and I don't see anybody else out there more qualified. Like literally, I don't. Like I look around social media, and I'm like, yeah, none of you motherfuckers. Mm -hmm. Like not any of you. That's how I feel. That's how you should feel too, because the guys that are out there with big followings, most of them are fucking lying. That's the truth. They're lying. They're half of their story is half of their story is made to fuck up our story
1: not 100% yeah
2: but I, I think i so to speak to your confidence but i, I for me personally that's where my confidence does come in cuz like i i know what looks back at me in the mirror that's right mm-hmm. i'm super like that i'm very proud of and i'm very like i'm very real with that you know so but that balancing act of those two like i mean you see it like i you know i struggle with that piece it's like
0: no bro people people want to hear what you had to say yeah and for it sure. helps them for sure
1: so uh, you know it's interesting bro cuz i i uh you know, you you wrote a blog about this. You've you've uh, you've kind of talked. You and I had a conversation about this, but on the subject of authenticity, there's a there's an accusation that you get a number of times. I would love to talk about it for a few minutes on the on the uh, podcast here, but it's the oh, Andy, you always talk like you have something to prove. Oh, let's wow. talk about that a little bit because you and I interacted about that. Like, yeah, got this the other day, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. uh, hey, to me that to me that that Push. that directly pertains to this whole issue of authenticity? Um, if you don't have anything to prove, your life
0: probably fucking sucks. Yeah. That's the truth. You're probably making... Av- and dude, you motherfuckers going to get mad about hearing this. If you're listening to it right now, and you think, I've got nothing to prove. I guarantee you, you make average money at best. You live a regular life like everybody else. You do everything else everybody else does. Where you eat, where you vacation, what you do, it's all the same. Guaranteed. And... You might be happy with that, and that's okay too. But for people that want to achieve more shit and shit and become something else, and they, they value who they become and the journey and the process of growth, you're fucking right, I got shit to prove, a whole lot. Mm-hmm. And I ain't never going to stop. And so a lot of you motherfuckers say that shit, and you're so stupid and unaware, you don't understand that, yeah, um, that's what you're supposed to be. You're supposed to have things to prove. You're right. supposed to have, and not to everybody else, to yourself. That's the point. Like, when I say, like, and that's what people don't understand about the messages on Instagram. Uh, 98% of that shit, I substitute the words me with you. Get it? Right. I Everybody does that. I just admit to it. I'm talking to myself, motherfuckers. Right. So, yeah, I got shit to prove. Don't be surprised by it. I got to have a whole lot more shit to prove, which is why I'm going to keep fucking winning in every area of my life. I got shit to prove every day. Every fucking day. I purposely set my life up to prove to myself every day. This is why shit, this is why my life sort of looks a little bit different than most people's lives. So fuck yeah, I got shit to prove. I'm proud of it too. But I ain't proving nothing to you.
1: Proving it to me. I just don't get it because I think it makes total sense to want to follow and uh, to somebody who has something to prove. Like if I'm going into battle, who do I want to? Who do I want to follow into battle? The guy that says, "Oh, I don't really care what people think. I feel no obligation to do well," or the guy says, "Yeah, we're going into battle, and I got to prove myself a really amazing leader." Same thing uh, with a coach. Same thing with the president of the United States. I want to follow. We're somebody. gonna fucking win, motherfucker! Right, and, and I'm gonna prove to you that I'm an amazing leader. Like, yeah. why would you not want to? I, I just don't get it. It's like I said to you. like Yeah, but why would you not want to live that way yourself? I, I don't,
0: like, I don't bro, know Like, bro, that's either. an exciting way to live. Yeah. Like, it brings you passion. It brings you drive. It brings you energy, shit, intensity that other people don't have. You motherfuckers see it as, like, something that's negative. Bro, you know how fucking alive I feel? You know how fucking good I feel every day because I have that in me? It's the right. times I don't have that in me that fucking hurts. It's the times that I don't have intensity, and I don't have passion, and I don't have will, and I don't have drive. Those are the times that fucking hurt. Mm -hmm. And all that shit comes from having to prove something to me. It doesn't come from needing claps, or likes, or comments, or shares, or fucking any of this shit, or money. It comes from what I'm telling myself I am. Am I what I tell myself I am? And I prove it every fucking day to myself. Are the real deal. That's right.
1: That's how you feel good
0: about yourself. Yes. Yeah. So for sure, the problem, you motherfuckers, who write this shit about having something to prove, um, your whole entire issue you just told me about. Mm-hmm. You don't have anything to prove. You're you think that saying I don't have anything to prove is somehow some noble comment or like some you know I'm super confident and no you're not. You're a fucking sheep. You're a fucking sheep. People who say that shit are fucking sheep. If you look at their lives and it looks like everybody else's lives and they say that shit, they're either highly unaware, they're okay with being like everybody else, which is fine, or they're a fucking sheep and they're saying it because they think that's what you're supposed to say to sound fucking cool.
1: Well, speaking of something to prove, the Chiefs will have something to prove here in about two weeks, yeah. right? Because the Chiefs, the Kansas City Chiefs, are in the Super Bowl for the first time since, do you know? 19- 1970. 1970. 1970. Who do they beat, by the way?
0: Pa- or they, they didn't beat anybody. They lost the Packers.
1: Uh, no, they lost the Packers in the first. I, I just looked this up. Tyler, right. you could check it. But uh, the last time they actually won in 1970, they beat the Minnesota Packers. Um, Vikings. Oh, you know, really? Typically,
3: when you look up facts, you might want to make sure that
1: they're facts. Well, look it up, because <laughs> I'm pretty sure they they won in 1970. I thought they lost to the Packers, didn't they? Get, they did, they, yeah. Yeah, they lost to the Packers. They've only won one Super Bowl. That. I didn't realize yeah. that they won a Super Bowl. But well, let's put it this way. The last time they were in a Super Bowl, and Tyler, you can... You can uh, that was 1970 you, you can fact for sure. It. Right, January 11th, 1970.
3: 1970. Did they win? Uh, when the Chiefs topped the Minnesota Vikings for the first
1: time and only time. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so... Yeah, I didn't know that. In 1917... Excuse me, 1970. 1917, by the way, is an incredible movie. But um, 1970, gas was $0.34 cents a gallon. The average income was $9,600. Apollo 13 crisis was actually in 1913. Or it's, God, I can't talk today. 1970, Houston, we have a problem. Interestingly enough, 1970 was also the last time that Australia had its worst fires to date. No so shit. That, that's a weird that parallel. Yeah, weird. yeah, yeah. Uh, 75 died and 800 were injured I'm in sure the fires this year are far worse. Well, right? I would think so, but I don't know. So, that shit is heartbreaking. It is, how many, it how is. many
2: How many have died in the current fire, Tyler?
1: Well, we'll find that out. Um, I haven't
0: I haven't heard a lot about it lately. Is it because it fucking got better? Is it because well, dude, it's and it's all not the not...
3: rains that they had, too. That's well, really I'm, I'm asking,
0: out. is it because the media fucking decided it wasn't a cool story anymore, or is it because... It actually got better. I'm just not
3: sure. Yeah, I don't know it either. Got, well, it got a lot better. Did it? Yeah, they, they started going out, but also with the rains that they they're had. They're getting rain? Oh, dude, they're oh, getting good. fucking baseball-sized hail down there right good. now. Like, really weird weather. Good. Hmm.
0: I got a, lot of, got a lot of peeps down there, yeah. man. A lot of, lot of good people down there in Australia.
1: Definitely. So here's my uh, totally superfluous question. If you were sent back to time in 1970s with literally nothing, no wallet, no ID, nothing... And you were told you could never get back to the present day. What life would you try to build for yourself? Like, where? What would you? What would you do? Like, would you completely reinvent yourself, or would you? Do go... Do you get to know what the fuck you yeah, know now? Invest yeah. in Microsoft. Yeah, yeah you, you know everything, but you just—I mean—you can't prove to everybody you know everything. Like, you don't have an almanac. Like, no, I wouldn't in. want to prove it. I would okay. want to keep a secret. And okay, just fucking <laughs> use it to my so advantage. So what? Like, what would you do in, in theory? You know, go back 1970. You don't have money. Wait, wait, wait.
0: All right, so. Do you know what, like, do I know what I know, or yes, do I have you know access to, like, Google now. shit You 1970? have everything now,
1: but you don't have, you don't have an ID, so you're going to have to figure out how to what create about an a, ID do for Do I you. have a fucking phone You that don't have a phone, sure? okay. and you don't have money Most of any sort. Most
0: people would be completely fucked. Yeah. All right. Not me, though.
1: Okay, so what would you do?
0: Well, I, I don't know exactly, but I'm going to tell you, I know how to build a business without the fucking internet. Most people don't. So, yeah, well, that's true. So, so 1970, what business would you start? Um well, considering I know the most about the business that I'm in, okay, I would probably figure out how to fucking get way ahead of that. Do you think people would have been accepting of supplements in nineteen seventy Vaughn, I don't know, but <laughs> I tell you this <laughs> I don't know Joe Weeder. <laughs> I think I would fucking no. I think I would figure out how to make them acceptable. That's what I would do. Would you stay in the same business because dude, you gotta understand I'm. I would be then instead of somebody who knows a lot of shit that a lot of other people know as well. I would be the only motherfucker
1: that knew this shit. Okay, so you wouldn't be, like, looking up Steve Jobs and trying to, like... Look,
0: man... I don't. Yeah, I would if I like when he, when he started doing his thing. I'd fucking figure out how
2: to be by his garage and I'd say, "Take some of this mu- vitamin money, motherfucker, and go do your shit." Yeah, I mean, I guess if you knew yeah. everything, I'd be mo- moving to Cupertino or whatever that fucking automatic Cupertino. default fucking yeah right yeah. weather app is on Apple, and I'd be yeah. like, "Hey, anybody know Steve?" Yeah. <laughs> so here's anybody the question: know that motherfucker where Steve Jobs is?
1: Where's that turtleneck? <laughs> here's the question, dude. For, for real style.
2: though, that's how I would do it. I would
0: I would do because because he didn't come around until like the mid '70s, like that whole thing. So like, what I would do. Is I would because I would still do the business thing. I just like business. Yeah. So it would be it would be fun though because there's uh you know, you don't have the advantage of like dude, I kinda like the fact that I know how to do it without the internet. It yeah. gives me such an advantage over people that fucking only know the internet. Yeah. They just don't fucking get it. And so like it would be awesome for me if the internet just went away. Like the rest <laughs> of you motherfuckers would be fucked. Like that's the truth. But um I would just do that, man. I would do exactly what I'm doing. Dude, I would have a fuck. I would figure out how to get an afro. Like, cause my hair's kind of like afro-y. Yeah. Yeah. But like if I could get a full afro, that'd be fucking sick. I'd rock that all the time. <laughs> so here's a
1: question for Sal. Uh, Without an alma. Is there an argument to that?
0: No, I don't think the so. The other thing too is I would try to get real skinny because like everybody in the 70s was real skinny. Yeah, that's true. Well, and I want to look cool in their clothes. Would you wear bell bottoms? fuck yeah dude yeah. i'd have a fucking afro i'd have a van with fur and a fucking shag carpet yeah shag car- i'd have it would have one of them teardrop fucking windows on the side it would have a mural of like uh the lone ranger with tonto and they'd be like they're on the side of the van you know and like, dude, imagine, be, imagine
3: having your she- chevelle that you have now back bro then.
0: they would they would they would go with me everywhere I went. Would you get a station wagon with the paneling on the back on the side? No, or I just like, told you I
2: drive a fucking van, bro. <laughs> I'm
0: would not you rock, sound, I'm not without rocking. an almanac, be a
1: family truckster? You would be
2: in? I'd be Grand Wagoneering. <laughs> you, without you,
1: an almanac, <laughs> would you know if you lived back in 1970? Would you know every year? Would you be able to remember who won the World Series and be able to bet on that? Right now? Right now? Like if you went back. And like starting with 1970, if you like, oh, know, you know, I know what,
0: wouldn't
2: know it, until about 90s.
1: 90s. You know what so. I
0: would do though? I would, you would know enough about who because I would too. I would know enough about who was good in the 70s and who the good players were
1: because I know that sport. Did you make an educated that guess? I,
0: that if they got to a point where it was just two final teams, I would win more than I lost.
1: Yeah, I think I would too. Well, I, I, for sure, like all for
0: the legends and all the things I've heard, I'd be able to put them together. Yeah. To yeah, that'd be cool, dude. I, if I could, could for figure sure out how to make that. that happen, the, I'd be down. Final
1: four. Yeah. I, for sure, I could do that. That'd be pretty cool. Okay. So I
2: would prefer to live pre internet completely. If I could do anything, I think I'd probably, when I say anything, no internet, I would definitely be in a construction trade. Really? Oh, no. fuck, dude. That's, yeah. I like it. I understand it. We grew up in it. I enjoy it. I appreciate it. So I think, and there's I were- tons of
0: opportunity, yeah, ba- especially back then compared to now.
2: Yeah, I just think knowing and understanding like, like dude, what think my of that
0: is. think of all the shit that is built. Like, dude, we, if we could go back and be like right here in St. Louis, we know where everything went. Yeah. Like, we'd be like, oh, well, this is where this is going to be. This is where, well, let's fucking build it.
2: Yeah. Be smart, dude. I know I'd be buying fucking 25 acres next to me. I know know shit, dude. I can tell
0: you the other thing I would do is I'd go up there and fucking uh, Vancouver. Dude, Vancouver, fucking beautiful place, by the way. For you Vancouver people, really liked it a lot.
2: Vancouverans. Yeah.
0: Vancouverians. (laughs) I like you guys. Yeah. So, but I learned because I had this uh, driver in Canada. This motherfucker knew everything, like every fact about. Vancouver, every he knew every motherfucking tree, bro. We're like driving up the the fucking, the uh, what's it called? The Sea to the Sky Highway. We're driving up it and he's like, and that's the tree I got laid in her first time. Like, dude, this motherfucker knew fucking ever finally, because it, it was just me and Emily and the two security guys in the truck, I just started asking him random shit, dude. <laughs> I was like, I started asking him, you know, like, hey man, you say you're into cars, like what do you know about this? Because f- I, I knew about cars, so I fucking wanted to see if he r- really knew shit or if he was totally full. This motherfucker knew. Like, he fucking knew. That's like, crazy. when I started talking cars... He was the
1: guy. Huh? Oh,
0: dude, this guy was the guy. Anyway, he was telling us about how in uh, it, once you go over the bridge of Vancouver as you're going up the mountains, that a big part of the development up there was bought by the family that owned Guinness. And mm-hmm. that the family that owned Guinness... Actually, uh, made like some crate. Like they bought the whole side of this city for one million dollars, and then they're still developing it today. Wow! Like it's been like a hundred, some crazy amount of time. Huh. So like, you know, I would know about those plays. You know what I mean?
2: I mean, real estate, prime real estate. I mean, when you FGP. think about, yeah, I mean, real estate's the game, right? They yeah. don't make more of it. You're right, dude. Centralized I would
0: sell. I would only sell vitamins long enough to bring the cash. To the point to do that. Yeah. yeah. A couple
3: apartments awesome. downtown in yeah. Manhattan. Yeah.
2: yeah, for sure. So, <laughs> so guys. seem to work well for Trump. Yeah.
3: We oh, have a. Uh, hold up. By the way, the death toll right now is 27 down in Australia. 27? 27. 27. 27. So,
2: more people died in 1970. <laughs>
3: Three yeah, times but they as also much. didn't
0: have the technology to fucking save people. Yeah.
1: Like they do now. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it,
2: it would have killed 75. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean
1: yeah. yeah. Probably a lot less populated, too, obviously. <laughs> well, maybe not. Well, yeah. So we have a confused AF question, and that's actually a pretty good question. I thought we'd uh, this is one of our uh, one of our listeners uh, says, uh, "Hey, guys, love the new podcast so far. makes me feel like I'm back in the locker room with the boys during my pro hockey days just shooting the poop. Uh, the team here at Conquest shooting Hockey, the, shit. the team here at Conquest Hockey would love to hear your thoughts on participation medals in sports and how we address those who don't understand why they're bad. This is James. At Conquest Hockey. Is this dude the coach? Uh, let me look know? here. Conquest Hockey looks like a it's an apparel. Premium hockey athletic wear for those who work for what they want. Man, cool.
2: that's like a $10,000 shout out No right shit,
0: there. bro. You just fucking oh, gave me yeah, 10 grand worth of free shit. You, that's you fine. can pay me later, James. You know what? He can have it.
2: Nice.
0: That's what you get when you fucking interact with the show. You get that's a free right. shout. That's right. So, so here's how I would fucking address this issue. Um, There's a first place medal. There's a second-place medal, and then there's a third-place medal. And if you aren't in those first three places, you don't get shit. And that's the way life works.
1: Hmm.
0: It's real simple. That's the way it works. And, in in fact, in real life, if you don't get the fucking first or second place, you're probably not doing that good at all. Mm -hmm. So, you know, sometimes you're going to lose, but you should be right up there in that conversation of one and two.
2: I don't know. You know, I, I would argue that I think three's a player.
0: Okay. Three, I, I, do you I'm, know why? Well, yeah, I do know why. Well, here's how why, I, why I would say three's a player is because three could fly under the radar a little bit over one and two and kind of like work, let them take the heat and then innovate off of that. That's what we did at our companies.
2: Well, I mean, if like you're- Like, I th- always watch
0: the players and then I see what they're doing and then I say, okay, how can we take this and make it better and we go fucking
2: do it? Because if if you you get a thir- if, you, if you get third, that means you go out on a win. You had to win to get the third-place trophy. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Two's a loser. One's a winner. So one and three are te- te- technically the winners. Sort of. I mean, I, I, can, I, don't
0: see, I see the argument. Like, that's a relative argument. I don't disagree. But that, I definitely don't think anything past that is relative recognizing. No. Like, and those recognition times, just for you uh, parents out there, those are the times when you have a talk with your kid and you say, hey, you're not going to win every fucking time, bro. Like, you got If you want to, if you want to not feel like shit, like I know you feel right now, guess what? We're going to have to do a little extra work. You're going to have to run a little bit more. You're going to have to do, throw a little bit more baseballs. You're going to have to hit a little bit more batting practice. Okay. That's what our dad taught us. We never got fucking shit when we lost. And you know what? We, but here was the difference he was also willing to go out in the fucking yard and catch a fucking thousand pitches or throw a thousand pitches. Or fucking, you know what I'm saying? A million, dude. Sal and I spent more time in baseball batting cage and and playing fucking practicing in our yard than I promise you. Ninety nine percent of the world practices fucking anything, okay? And guess what? Neither one of us made it to the big leagues, but we learned a lot. And the problem with this whole scenario right now is that we have a bunch of fucking lazy parents who don't want to do the work with their kids. So instead of actually having those talks and then going out and working with their kids, what they're doing is, I don't want to play at this organization if they're not going to recognize little Tommy for at least doing blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. No, motherfucker. Tell me how in life you get rewarded by participating. I can't think yeah, of a scenario.
2: Well, and I, I actually would say that it's even it's even counterproductive in a sense. like I mean, because- I would
0: say like there's personal quests that participation matters. For example, if you run a marathon... I think participating in a marathon and completing it is a very noble fucking thing. An Ironman or any of these feats that we see like guys like Goggin do, Goggins doing, which, by the way, David Goggins is a fucking stud for, in real life. Um, you know, I can't think of a scenario in real life when it comes to making money where participation
2: matters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just can't. Yeah, I mean... I- God, there's a – it's counterproductive. The only the only thing that particip, participation would matter in is is uh, being a part of a team, like understanding that, you know, you have to know your role. But no, I, mean, I agree with that 100%. Yeah. But, I mean, I yeah. think, you know, losses to me are way more important than wins. And I think recognizing and teaching your kids about losing uh, and getting back in the game and what it takes to learn from your mistakes is much more powerful than even the feeling of a win. The strategy of a win, bro. It's everything. It's no, no, fucking no. everything. So,
0: but I think everything team- that 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 every successful, like what I would consider successful person, every fucking thing that, that makes them them they learn
2: from getting punched in the fucking mouth by life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, but I mean, I think that you can you can inhibit that as at a young age by having a conversation. Okay, you you lost. Why'd you lose? Okay, it teaches you a valuable lesson in in life as you start because you're going to lose a lot more than you win. When you lose, instead of fucking taking your ball and running home and crying, like, all right, let's 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 analyze this. Take a look at it. All right, what did we come with? How can we make it better? And then go reattack the fucking game, right? And I think by offering a participation trophy, you're rewarding them saying, oh, you did a good job. But the truth is you didn't. No, parents want the fucking participation
0: so they don't have to do the fucking work. They yeah. don't want to do the work. They want to sit their kid in front of a fucking PlayStation and set them there.
2: I purposely don't have tablets for my kids for that reason, but that's, yeah, that's, but that's, Sal, that's, that's,
0: that's you. That's not most people. No, no, I understand. But I'm saying like that, but that's I, why your kids will fucking run shit.
2: Well, but I, I think, you know, a lot of parents are, and this is a, this is a society problem in general, you know, and, and I see why, because you know, you have to have a tough conversation with someone you love, you know, but if you can teach your, your children, you know, and have a good conversation with them, like, Hey, you lost. And I'm going to show you why you, why you failed. Why, why, mm-hmm. why did you fucking fail? And they're afraid to have the tough conversation dude, because the tough conversation is not popular in, in
0: our world. No, dude. And you, they don't want to see their kid cry and shit. Dude, if your kid gets mad when they lose, that's the greatest fucking thing ever. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Like, you got a fucking winner there. Dude, we yeah. used to break our second place trophies. Well, <laughs> no,
2: but then but you got to retool. Okay, why'd you lose? No, You but still got to have it. You what I'm saying? Yeah, so the competitive wait, so, drive. So here's what happens.
0: The kids fucking throw a fit when they lose. The parent says, I don't want to deal with this kid's fit. So you should give him a fucking trophy, when in reality, the fucking parents should recognize that kid hates to fucking lose. Holy shit, dude, we got a fucking winner here. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Dude, what did Peyton Manning say whenever I fucking interviewed him in, 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 uh, in uh, Canada a week ago? Does he love to win, or does he hate to fucking lose? He hates to lose. Hates to lose. It's the truth. All you motherfuckers out there that say, oh, I love to win, that's what you're fucking lying Hating to lose is the greatest fucking motivation and the greatest skill you could ever fucking have in your life. And parents take it from kids by teaching them to be fucking supplicating little fucking bitches and say, eh, "Can I please have a participation trophy?" No, you didn't fucking earn it. That's a that's the fault of the parent. The parents aren't recognizing your kid probably has what it takes to fucking blow your life out of the water, you're just too fucking lazy to fucking work with it.
1: That's sad. It's sad as fuck, dude. Well, I think for me, you know, it it always comes down to, you know, like the business equivalent is people don't value what they don't pay for. And I'm coming from at it from a little different from you guys in that I didn't have a speck of athletic talent growing up. And so if anybody was going to be, you know, positive about a participation trophy, it would have been me. And yet... So, in, in grade school, we didn't have to, quote-unquote, make the team. And so, I had fun, but I wasn't super invested. Once we got in junior high, it was kind of a shock to my system because you had to actually make the team. And I went out for our soccer, and lo and behold, I made it. Well, guess what? I worked harder because I valued the fact that I made it. That's right. So, I, I it's not the same as like participation, but I think... I think that's it. Comes down to everything. When you when you have to work for something, you're going to value it way more. And so I think giving everybody a participation trophy just basically says you're getting rewarded just for showing up. And I that that's to me that's not a, a good principle. Where in life principle. does that happen? Right. Where in life does that happen? Planet Fitness. Yeah. And and again back to your point, Andy. It's <coughs> it's wanting to. It's this really misguided dude. I've been cut by teams. It. I, pretty much most of the teams I went out for I was cut by it sucks it feels terrible but my parents didn't shield me from that they didn't go to the coach and be like hey you should have let him on the team you just have to learn to deal with that disappointment now in my life it kind of was a clarifying thing because I think had it really been important to me I would have worked harder and I would have and I would have pursued the pursued uh, making the team but I think I think to your point like we just have to let Kids experience disappointment. We just have to, because that's life. You, you, and when you experience disappointment, it clarifies whether you really want it or not. And then you decide, okay, well, I really didn't want this, so this disappointed appointment like steered me a different direction, or I really do want this, and I'm gonna work harder to get it.
2: There is a a letter that I think it, that to me is one of the most valuable lessons from a parent in sport that Mike Matheny, the former manager of the St. Louis Cardinals, current manager of the Kansas City Royals, uh, somebody who I looked up to a great deal when I played, not only as a man, but as a husband, as a father, as a leader. I was a bad motherfucker, man. He was cool, and he was very, very humble. But he wrote a letter. He coached his kids in in Little League Baseball, and he wrote a letter to the parents. And it was talking – it was more about teaching them how to be men and win at life than it was necessarily about just winning at the game of baseball. And – Focus on building systems, and he wants them to be fans of their kids silently, but learn, have the kids learn to play together, be as a team, suffer together. And you know what? They may not play. Mm -hmm. They may not play the position you want them to. We might not win, but we're going to follow a system. We are going to fucking learn discipline. We are going to learn how to fucking execute a system because I want to teach your little boys how to be fucking men. And I promise you, if you're a parent and you have kids in sport – the letter f- that Mike Matheny wrote to his parents as a baseball team, is, I think is one of the most valuable fucking lessons that you can read, and it will fucking help you understand truly what developmental fucking skills are learned through fucking playing a sport and being a parent.
1: Well, that actually transitions really nicely into my next point, which is uh, this is kind of the time where – I wanted you guys to give basic recommendations. I call them uh, fortune cookies and stocking stuffers. So my question was going to be, how about giving a book recommendation of something you've read lately? Would it be Mike's book? Uh, you know what? I've ne- actually have
2: not read Mike's book. I bought it. I never got into it. I think the book recommendation that I would uh, that I led off with in the, in the thing, David Bach wrote this book, The Automatic Millionaire. Mm. It's a great book. I read it in my 20s, and I think it's created a lot for me. Um, my financial structure, which has led to a lot uh, a lot of independence in the sense of just understanding money and how to treat yourself. And so if I were giving somebody, especially somebody young, or well really even somebody who's who struggles with how to balance a budget, uh, David Bach, he writes a book. It's called The Automatic Millionaire. I literally watched it on Good Morning America, fucking when I was like 21 years old. Hmm. And I'm telling you right now, like I've sold more copies of that book than he probably fucking sold of himself. That's awesome. Well, probably because I bought him. <laughs>
1: Andy, what about you? You got any, uh, yeah, what are you reading lately? For sure. I got an awesome book I'm reading
0: by a good friend of mine uh, who uh, is, who I think is the premier leadership expert on the planet right now. Uh, Jocko Willink. Um, great, great, great man. Uh, super intelligent, uh, especially when it comes to how to create leadership. He just came out with an awesome book. Uh, leadership Strategy and Tactics. It's on Amazon. I'm looking at it right now. Uh, it's a little green book, okay, for you guys who can't read and you just want to see colors and shit. Um, really, It's a little green book. I'm probably three-quarters of the way through it. Um, as seasoned of a leader as I am in business, I still picked up a shitload of valuable info out of
2: it. I'm a halfway through it, and it's fucking good. Yeah. He's a stud. And he's great
0: about – he he's so great about telling the experiences – of how he learned his lessons, it's what makes his fucking book so good.
2: Yeah, because he he'll tell you, you know, this like in chapter two, and he's like, and we we raided the oil rig in practice, and yeah, yeah. detached leadership, and you yeah. know what I mean. I listen yeah. to his, but I love Dude, fucking listening that book. To his
0: voice. So his first two books that are popular, um, the dichotomy of leadership, and then uh, extreme ownership. Extreme ownership, fucking amazing books. This book is more like, how the fuck do I implement this shit into my life? Right. And that's what's so cool about it, because a lot of people understand the concepts, um, but they don't understand how to execute. And this is about that. So if you're a leader of any sort, uh, which you are by default, if you're a dad and you have a wife, if you're a if you're a husband and a wife, if you're in a fucking relationship, if you're this or that, there's times when people are going to look to you to lead. This is a great book for everybody to read, period. So that's that's my book. Go buy Jocko's book. It's fucking amazing.
1: All right. Well, I I think Tyler's going to enter.
3: Yeah, we got now game. it's time for dumbest motherfucker in all the land.
0: Oh, that means we're getting to the end of the show. Yes, sir. <laughs> we're going to close the show. Did you guys hear with
3: Odell Beckham? What happened with him lately in the uh, LSU locker room? No. no. All right. Well, video surfaced uh, last week showing Beckham slapping the buttocks. Now, I, this is in the article. Vaughn didn't write this. The buttocks <laughs> of a Superdome security guard in the LSU locker room after the Tigers' national championship victory over Clemson. Uh, Simple battery charge can include a fine of no more than a thousand dollars or imprisonment. Guy or girl? Oh, this was a guy cop. Oh fuck! Wait, <laughs> what? Yes, I mean, if you watch the video, he, he apparently also he was handing out money to, to obviously, which is a big no-no too. Uh, NCAA athletes, but uh, the video surfaced and he runs up to the officer and just he slaps him pretty fucking good too. Now,
0: this is like in the heat of the moment, like they just won.
3: They just won. They're in the locker room. They're having fun. But I think the issue, like you can't hear what is said, but the issue arised after he slapped him. The officer then looked back at Odell and he was like kind of egging him on, like in a cocky way, like you can't do shit kind of thing. And so the officer pressed charges. He was actually. I'm
0: going to watch the video here. So where is this? Oh, right here. Huh? Wait, wait, wait. So he's gonna go to jail over this or get pressed charges over that? No,
3: well there was an arrest warrant in the what was it, Madot, like a couple days ago where they it looked like the he was trot- being kind of an asshole. Yeah, he was definitely being an asshole. What? So this
1: wasn't so this wasn't a case where he was just caught up in the moment and was slapping no, it, his butt, it, kinda like celebratory.
0: No, it kinda looks like in the video like he's being a dick. Yeah. Um like it wasn't like eight like you run up behind someone, like we fucking want smack like that yeah. it wasn't like that. It was like he was it looked like he was taunting the cop behind his back, and then oh. got his attention by smacking his ass.
3: It, well, and and, and by the
0: way, that's fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So right, just after accuracy, watching the video, he, I, re- uh, I
2: regress my earlier statement. Me too. He should be fine. That's it. he's a fucking idiot. He's an ass. Like, yeah. dude, why? Like, dude, he was taunting
0: the cop behind his back. Look, was dude, he drunk? It
3: wasn't some plate. No, it was just. I don't know, maybe. but like, dude, maybe. those
0: motherfuckers protect you. Those motherfuckers don't get paid well to do what they do for you, motherfucker. Especially
2: for you to fucking treat them like a little yeah, fucking- Yeah, no. Fuck like, that. That dude- Like a
0: pawn. They, that's bad. Like, I don't know what they should do, but he's a well, stupid motherfucker. Apparently the
3: sure. charges were dropped.
0: I don't think charges should have been filed on it either. I no, it's, it's, a, it's kind don't of be ridiculous. An charge. Yeah, but it's like, hey, he should, you know, you look like a fucking dickhead. Don't do that shit.
3: Well, and going back to the money aspect of it, because obviously you're not supposed to do that, uh, initial information from an LSU spokesperson suggested that the bills exchanged were fake novelty bills, which, that sounds suspicious as hell right That's there. LSU
2: football covering up their shit. <laughs> yeah, no shit, dude.
3: Novelty bills.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably what they paid him on well, the Well, I don't know. Trip.
0: I mean, who, you had to be a stupid... Well, I don't know. He just but, fucking I mean, taunted a LSU cop.
3: quarterback Joe Burrow said the cash was real.
0: Well, it's probably real. So... <laughs> Look, man, if you're fucking fucking with cops, you're generally a piece of shit. I don't give a fuck what you think. Like, I, dude, we had a guy email. Especially taunting him. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, that's dumb Dude, are shit. there bad cops? Fucking right there's bad cops, but most of them aren't. 10,000 are- to one. That's right. Most of them are great fucking people that care about your livelihood. And have you had an injustice from a police? Maybe. I have, and I still know they're good. And you know what the truth is? When I got fucked up by a cop, guess what? Part of me deserved it. And by part of them, it means all of them. Well, no. No, <laughs> no actually, not true. I would say if I did. It wasn't. But the situation was so volatile, I could understand why hey, they would have handled beat. it that way. So, like, you have to be able to take responsibility for your own fucking actions and say, okay, um, I probably should have just let them do their job and I probably should have got the fuck away from them and let them do it. Instead, I got too close and I got fucking handled. Okay? That's reality. You know? So, I don't I don't really give a fuck what people say. 99.9% of the police officers out there deserve your motherfucking respect. And the ones that don't, you'll learn who the fuck they are. To say, "Oh, dude, the police are bad, fuck the police." No, I like the rap song fuck the police. I don't fucking think it's a good <laughs> I don't think it's a good motto, you know? So, it is what it is, man. That guy's a dumb fuck. He's a fucking guy who got a lot of money because he fucking could run fast and catch a fucking football, and nobody ever taught him to have respect for people. That's really what it looks like he to should me. should
2: have paid attention in the second grade. That's,
0: yeah, that's right. That's yeah. what that looks like to me. Yeah. What is it, it? Do you agree?
2: <laughs> that's an asshole move.
0: Okay, I
3: yeah. agree. And speaking of the NFL players getting in trouble, did you guys hear about Julian Edelman? No, he he got drunk in Malibu and started jumping on a Mercedes Benz hood, well, and he, too. he got arrested. Yeah, well he and, should. But the funny thing is, Tom Brady uh, was seen cracking jokes on his IG story because he's got like some electrolytes, like TV twelve electrolytes, and he and he said, "quote Edelman, it sounds like you may need some of this." <laughs> <laughs>
2: Hey, uh, locker room humor,
0: man. You earned it, man. I would, hey, I would fucking throw that jab. Hey, look, dude, that's a dick move. Have we done have all of us got drunk and done stupid shit? Fucking Never. right. That's what happens when you get fucked
1: up.
2: That's what happens when Andrew shits on the top. <laughs> oh,
0: oh, full circle. Oh, here it comes.
1: Well, before Andy wraps it up. Sal, final word.
2: I didn't wrap it up. That's why I had three kids. <laughs>
1: that's good advice. If you don't <laughs> want three kids, fucking wrap it up.
0: Uh look, man. Dude, you talked about being authentic. Understand that authenticity is sharing what the fuck you are and who you are without the the reservation of trying to create a certain character. It's a very fine line to walk because it feels good to get people's approval and it feels good to fucking have people like you and it feels good to get likes and comments and shares and all that shit. It's smart, right? Like that's good business too. A lot of you are probably thinking, but the truth is, is you're going to be very unhappy if you're trying to create a character that isn't you and people think it's you. All right, this is a p- big reason why I changed up gears from the MFCEO. I started to feel like a character that wasn't fucking who I am. And that's evident by the way that you guys fucking come at me and you say, oh, well, I didn't realize you had a sense of humor. Well, yeah, it's a little bit different whenever I'm trying to teach you some shit. I'm not going to come up there and make jokes. So um, my thing is, is understand that vulnerability and all these buzzwords you hear are They are authentic. But that's not what makes you authentic. It's a piece of being authentic. So um try to not be inauthentic. That'd be my final word. Hey. Hey. Told my teacher, dumb bitch, I'm gonna get million. in the project living down. Spoke it till existing.